I hate the fact that it's cool to be black these days. Good. I hate this hip-hop fucking influence on white fucking suburbia. Good. And I hate Tabitha Soren and all her Zionist MTV fucking pigs telling us we should get along. Save the rhetorical bullshit, Hillary Rodham Clinton, because it ain't gonna fucking happen. Open our eyes. Every night, thousands of these parasites stream across the border. Over two million illegal immigrants bedding down in this state tonight. $400 million just to lock up a bunch of illegal immigrants, criminals. There's nothing funny going on here. This is about your life and mine. Statue of Liberty, it says, give me your tired, your hungry, your poor. Well, it's Americans who are tired and hungry and poor. And I say until you take care of that, close the fucking book. going on and I don't see anybody doing anything about it. And he fucking pisses me off. This isn't our fucking neighborhood, it's a battlefield.
What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Eagles Nest. Thank you all very much for being here. It's your boy, John Fashcroft. And with me, as always, is my boy, our boy, Brother Akila. How are you, Bobo? I couldn't be better, John. Racial greetings to you and racial greetings to the chat. Absolutely, brother. Good to have you here, man. And chat, what's up, family? We got a fun one tonight. Uh, all kinds of shit to talk about. But we have a couple. Uh, one of the guys we're going to talk about. So it's funny. Uh, hey, Carbon Fiber. Thank you very much, brother. Starting the show off amazing. Thank you very much. And also, uh, 100 people already, man. Thank you all very much. Showing up in force tonight early. Um, one of the gentlemen we're going to talk about tonight, an absolute fucking hero. You'll notice that I had a title uh, for the show tonight, Become Who We Were. Uh, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about, who we used to be. You know, um, one of the gentlemen we're going to talk about tonight was brought to my attention by Brother Ridgeway, Brother Larry Ridgeway. And when we started talking about this guy, the shit he was saying was fucking amazing, right? I mean, to be honest, guys, it was shit that was far more uh, shit that I, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, shit that I would not have, like, it's it, shit that I probably wouldn't say. Like shit. <laughs> One of this guy's quotes is, um, uh, "If it is necessary to uh, for the maintaining of white supremacy that a Negro be hung from every tree in Alabama or some shit like that, then so it be necessary to have those lynchings or some shit like that. Just oh, shit. wild shit, dude. This dude is a fucking absolute fucking stud, man." This is one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever walk on two feet. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna okay. get into that, but also we're gonna get into a little current thing. But first, let's say what's up to everybody. What's up, family? Dandelion, what's up, brother? How you doing, bub? Uh, Confed Scott, what's up, brother? Trey Xantheon, what's up, bro? Uh, or Xantheon, what's up, brother? What else we got here? Uh, White Supreme Pizza, what's up, family? Homo Talk, what's up, Bubba? Fire on pa fire of pain. What's up, family? Mean some bitch. <laughs> what's up, bub? <laughs> Fitness by Heather Hire. What's up, brother? Abe. What's up, brother? Nazarite. What's up, brother? Uh, Mike Taylor. What's up, fam? Rock. What's up, Bubba? Uh, Nazi Dice. What's up, brother? How you doing? Uh, I did check out. So I checked out some of your um chicken swinger videos, and they're fucking hilarious. But they didn't really fit as like uh bumper clips so we'll probably just one of these days just watch some on the show like as content uh in general as opposed to like using them as bumper clips but uh very fucking funny shit uh keep making them brother uh drop what's up family lady mulenor what's up sis flack what's up fam chef what's up bub alex duganis what's up buddy good to see you man one of our australian buddies there uh what else we got here robert Pyle, what's up brother Australia's had a bit of a tough time lately. God bless those beautiful men. Love our Australian brothers, man. Love our Australian brothers. Tom Bowie, what's up, fam? MGC, Covenant Remnant, what's up, fam? Hadrian, what's up, brother? Ava, what's up, sis? Uh, Q Tarted, what's up, brother? Uh, Shing, if you're there, what's up, Shing? I just don't even know what's going on with Shing anymore. I don't know if it's a thing. Let me go pull it up. Let's pull it up. I don't want to leave them hanging if they're there. I just never know what's going on. I'm always getting like emails like, hey, 48 hours. Shing's over with. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever going I or I just not. never know what's going on. I'm always oh, getting okay, like emails like, hey. We got it. Uh, hat off Aitler. What's up, brother? Amy, what's up? There you are. Amy, what's up, sis? What's going on with Shing? You guys going to be around or what are we doing here? Uh, we love having y'all. Bixie Noodles, what's up? Iron Cross, what's up, fam? I don't know if you guys are uh, Pork Chop Express, so that's going to be from last night. Uh, but what's up, Shing family? How are y'all doing? 
one sec, guys. Let me um mute my mic for just a second. By the way, how does my mic sound, guys? Am I coming through good? Not a bunch of background noise. I'm real worried about background noise with this new mic because it's it's a good mic, and I can't figure out if my my meter's steady bumping. Right? <laughs> my meter's steady bumping. It's 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 steady jumping up and down. Right, like even when I'm silent, there's a little bit of fluctuation in my meter over here, and I can't tell if there's background noise in there or not. So, uh, yeah. Hey, White Supreme Pizza, thank you very much. Uh, she says, uh, Merry Christmas. I can't never tell. Flashy, flashy girl, that is the same. Yeah, okay, she says Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. I get confused on the thing there. Thank you, sis. Uh, appreciate it. All right, good. Yeah, this new mic should sound great, uh, but... It's just so sensitive, I worry. But anyways, uh, let me fucking mute this up and we'll get to it. All right. Uh, so before we get into the stories tonight, man, we have a fucking, <laughs> we have an amazing, uh, hilarious happening that's happened here. Uh, and we're going to pull that up. Let me get this pulled up real quick and then we'll just get right on into it. But uh, it's funny. Actually, let me see if I can't pull up a... Uh, an article about it, or, or a news story about it, right here. Uh, so some uh, some brave uh, gentlemen, <laughs> maybe in disgrunt, disgruntled employees, have uh, took it upon themselves to uh, test the infrastructure, <laughs> right? To give the infrastructure an old test, give the give the give the county an old stress test, see how they see how they fare. In a good old stress test, a live drill, you might say. Some boys in North Carolina decide to to start to do a live a live drill, right? A stress test on the county and the infrastructure. And uh, you know, uh, here, let me get it pulled up. Uh, there we go. Power outage, North Carolina. All right, here we go. This is from 12 hours ago. Let's see. Let's just pull this up real quick. And uh, we'll see what this news story says about it. Um, I've only seen, I'll admit that I've only seen, like, um, what do you call it? Fucking uh, Telegram post about it. So we'll go ahead and pull those up. We'll, we'll preface it with those, the Telegram I've, posts. I've seen nothing. I've seen no speculation. I saw no mainstream news. So I'm, I'm really fresh on this topic with very little information. I'm not going to lie. All right. So let's check it out here. All right, let me yeah, get this man. pulled up. Boom. So it says here, as of 9.50 a.m. Monday, uh, what the fuck is that? Monday, 32, or 33, 2.22, Duke Energy customers. Oh, three, <laughs> what a fucking retard. 33,222 Duke Energy customers. <laughs> what a fucking retard I am. As of Monday, 9.50 a.m., 3,222 Duke Energy customers and 2,100 in Randolph EMC customers were without power per county outage map. Sheriff Ronnie Field said during, Sunday, during a Sunday press conference that gunshots were fired at the substations, taking out the power first in Carthage about 7 p.m. Saturday, then shortly thereafter when a second substation was attacked, spreading to the greater majority of the county more than 40,000 customers were without power. 40,000 people Shit. were customers. Listen to this, guys. I want y'all to listen to this. And first and foremost, obviously, y'all know me. Everybody knows me. I don't 
incite things like this. I'm not saying people should ever do anything like this. It would be fucking retarded of you to go jam yourself up like this for just, I'm not condoning any of this shit, but we have to pay attention to how fragile this system is, right? We think of this system as like this all, this overpowering, like omnipotent thing, right? But two men with two rounds shut down life, put fucking the e-brake on, and lock that motherfucker up for 40,000 people. Two rounds. Two rounds brought life to a screeching fucking halt for 40,000 people. This is one of the reasons um, becoming anti-fragile is so important. This And people might laugh at motherfuckers for this uh, about bug out bags and shit. People may laugh at you and call you a LARPer and all that shit. But I bet the motherfuckers weren't laughing at these the, the motherfuckers who had bug out bags in North Carolina. Bet them motherfuckers weren't mm-hmm. LARPing then. Huh? I bet you all those cool motherfuckers that were just too goddamn cool to have them a bug out bag were fucking hoping and praying they came across somebody with a flashlight <laughs> and a gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we've got a whole fucking like bug out closet. I wouldn't call it a bug out closet, but I've got a bunch of shit that me and my family could survive. We could go camping indefinitely, right? We could go camping indefinitely, me and my family. Yeah. Uh, if we had to, we've got water purification shit, uh, solar showers, all that shit. Um, and if everybody you. doesn't have that, uh, you should go get it immediately. Go st- and slowly, right? Start. Uh, one thing we don't have that I should have, and I'm gonna start working toward getting after Christmas is uh, I don't have, I do not have uh, like uh food stock right uh food that lasts a long time like you know you can get those packages yeah. of, like mre i don't have good like food storage i don't uh we we would have about fucking a week of <laughs> a week of food and then uh by that week i'd have better figured out some hunting some shit <laughs> i better figure out how to bring some meat home or we're gonna be in big trouble <laughs> There's uh, ways. There's ways. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it the fuck out. I guarantee it, huh? If I gotta go take somebody else's shit, if I can't track it down myself in the woods, I will fuck. I can track down a fucking person in a neighborhood. I guarantee it. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, fuck, man. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not prepared at all. This is something big on my list, and well, uh, I and gotta it, get that income up. And this is another big reason why. Um, physical fitness is so important because at the end of the day you could have all of the fucking survival equipment you could have all you could have the most badass bug out bag with the best fucking all the good shit but if your fat ass can't carry it three blocks <laughs> what's he gonna you're just gonna stroke out and get your ass jacked dude since you gave me this the the intro to it yeah there's probably a few fat peppers that i'm gonna go see and straight up okay. straight the fuck <laughs> up huh you know yeah fucking know some uh Yeah, some fat anti-white prepper, right? Some fat prepper that loves yeah. his fucking race mixing uh, grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some yeah, some larpy fucking proud boy that's always shitting on white nationalists and just go book his fat ass. <laughs> Covenant remnant says, dude, dude, robbing, pe- dude, robbing people is not an option. 
Yeah, arguable. Arguable. Well, Depends how desperate you are. We're, we're joking. We're fucking around here, brother. We wouldn't go <laughs> rob good white people of their fucking wares, man. We're fucking around, bro. Uh, but be fit, though. It helps. Yeah. Um, But no, and, and also I was going to say, uh, <laughs> we do love our proud boyfriends. The ones that aren't like... Waving gay flags at good <laughs> at good and doing YMCA dances <laughs> at the fucking there was like I was so proud that, that's ironic I didn't even I should have thought about that before I said it I was so proud of the Proud Boys for showing up because at first glance and we'll get to all this shit in a minute at first glance when I saw the stuff from Ohio it looked like the Proud Boys actually grew some fucking nuts. And we're standing hand in hand with white nationalists, but it come to find out that was not the case. They were shitting on white nationalists and like doing gay dances. And- Dude, they were shaking their ass and being gay. It was unbelievable, man. Like proud boys, man, just come home. Like if you're a white proud boy that doesn't have like a severely mixed race kid or something, like what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like what you're looking for? Uh, and the Proud Boys you can get in the active clubs. Just come home. Get the fuck away yeah. from that. The Proud Boys yeah. at this point is just like a homosexual in a Mexican fraternity. Yeah, exactly. White people have no business in the Proud Boys. Did and hey, listen, guys. The, go ahead. Uh, did you see the clip of the dude? Like They had like a lineup of Proud Boys walking by somebody, and then the guy was yelling at them, and the dude stopped and said, I'm a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cowboy, and so that dude turns out to be the. Of course he was. Yeah, he's the leader. He was their leader. <laughs> in charge. The so, head Jew in charge. So every person we know so far that I know of, anyway, that has been a leader of a proud boy has either been a Jew, uh, a like a black Dominican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, or whatever federal informant, and a huge the co- the funniest thing, the coolest. Proud boy leader there's ever been has been the big Samoan guy, Tiny. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. like the coolest proud boy they've ever fucking had. As like well, a shout leader. out, shout out, uh, Stick Man, shout out, Big Stick Man. I thought he didn't like proud boys. Well, not anymore, but he was. Oh well, and that's what I was gonna say, dude. I had everybody. Well, I can't say everybody. I had my uh, brief run with the proud boys back in. God, when did it first start? Late 2015, early 2016 is when Gavin started. It was before Trump was elected because they were going out and protecting people on speaking tours uh, before and after he got elected. Uh, But originally they had a Facebook group, and me and Dingo and Altskull and a bunch of fucking people all met in the original Proud Boys. The original, I've said this shit before, this is redundant. The original Proud Boys Facebook page was probably 75% our guys. Before mm-hmm. before Gavin purged us all, he banned us. Uh, he said uh, he tried to put restrictions in the chat that you could only talk about the Holocaust or race. Excuse me. Once a month. If you talked about the Holocaust or race, because we were just, that's what we did in there. We just fucking flooded it with race and Holocaust propaganda. It was amazing. Uh, and when that happened, he started banning us all like one by one. He and I got into an actual back and forth and he banned me. Uh, yeah, so, uh, there were a lot of us that made our way through the Proud Boys on our way here, man, so. He's a fucking turd burglar. Gavin's a faggot. Yeah, he's a total fucking coward. He's 100% a fucking coward. Uh, Mm. he knows everything that we know, and he is just so scared of losing money. It's just the thing with Gavin, right? Uh, I mean, that's what Gavin does. We all know that. This is all a grift. I mean, he started as a hipster 
kind of like a anarchist leftist mm -hmm. right and then he started the hipster movement like i don't know if a lot of people know that but gavin mckinnis actually is the one credited with actually starting the hipster movement uh at least coining the term yeah and then he fucking went on to work for vice magazine and uh He's, he's from where I'm from. He's from the city that I'm from. And I have some homies um, that grew up with him, that have known him for 30, 40 years, um, who are our guys, um, who knew him for long enough that they're still in touch, you know, every once in a while and stuff. So it's not like this motherfucker hasn't known for forever. Um, and he really chooses to be the way that he is. And... Um, it's really like, you know, he, he, I saw him the anti Anthony Cumia recently, him and a, a clip of Anthony Cumia. Cumia destroyed him on the JQ, which was hilarious. And he just kept repeating over and over. It's, it's, uh, high IQ. liberals. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's high IQ because that's his excuse. Yeah. 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 That's what he's saying. Yeah. Everything Jews do is all because they're high IQ, right? Jews are yeah, overrepresented over over in doctors and, and lawyers saying, too. Yeah. And doctors and yeah. lawyers are all pieces of shit too, Gavin, you <laughs> stupid fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He was saying it's white liberals pushing all, all of the bad stuff, not Jews, and that Jews are just part of white liberals. So saying Jews are white, like I was like, fuck. And Kumia, Kumia owned him. It was great. Well, that's also, speaking of, and I promise we're not going to do this for a long time. I'm not going to mention any more of it. We've had enough of it. But I also mm -hmm. have been thinking that that's part of the Kanye work, too. So hear me out. Uh, I think Kanye is calling out Jews. So Malcolm X did this same thing. Uh Kanye is calling out Jews, but then turning around and saying blacks are the real Jews, uh, thereby saying that Jews, the, the people we call Jews now, right, like the Ashkenazim, are just white people acting like Jews, and blacks are the real Jews, right? right. And Malcolm mm -hmm. X did a similar thing. He was like, oh, well, we say uh, when I criticize the Jew, I'm just giving you a more distinct description of the white man that's, that's oppressing us. The white man that's oppressing us is Jewish by his religion. There's a clip. There's like a YouTube short going around. You can watch of this. And that's mm -hmm. what he's saying. So I think that's a good part of, or at least a part of, of Kanye's thing here, is to do the we was Jews thing, and these guys saying they're Jews that are fucking us all over and raping our children are actually white. Yeah, and that, that's crazy because it's a, it's a good way to put it, too, because you're, you're looking at um, them continuing with their very, like, like simple racial frame, right? So they they speak in racial terms, but they include Jews in the white racial group. Yeah, that's right. that's very fucking subversive. It's very bad. Yeah. All right. Let's watch, let's get uh, let's get this thing going on here, and then we're gonna get because we got a lot of content to get to tonight, and I yes. want to try to get to it all, guys. Uh, the shit we gotta talk to tonight for me is super inspirational. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of. It's super inspirational because I, I got sidetracked uh, when Larry showed me this guy. So I had actually heard of the event. We'll say I had heard of the event we're about to, to talk about here in a little bit from a story about a school name being changed because the dude who the school was named after was one of the guys that led this uh, insurrection, I guess you could call it. Um but so that was this thing. But the one of the individuals, like the one individual that we're going to talk about, the great white chief, uh, was brought to my attention by Brother Ridgeway. And we were talking about these two things, right? We were talking about the great white chief. We were talking about this insurrection. And we were talking about the fact that we're told, right, um, that white supremacy 
has always been a thing that was like looked down upon, right? That even white people back in the day looked down their nose at the idea of, of white supremacy, right? And that that it's a unnatural sentiment, right? Does that make sense what I'm saying? That white supremacy mm-hmm. and, and the want for your people to be supreme in the land that they created is an unnatural state that must be avoided at all costs. And I think tonight we're going to lay out a pretty solid case for the fact that um, it is our natural state of being. It is the white person's natural state of being is to maintain white supremacy in the countries that they made, that they built. Uh, and also one of the things we're going to talk, we're going to read from here actually has a good breakdown of white supremacy and the way it's been perverted nowadays and the way they meant it back then, which was still basically the same. But, you know, as with everything in these circles, right, they take something that is um, benevolent and try to make it malevolent. Right. Yes. And uh, that's kind of what they did with the idea of white supremacy, you know, white supremacy. And, and look, first of all, I actually don't agree <laughs> with this version of it because I am a back to Africa advocate. Right. I think that's what should have happened after the Civil War. There should have been no cohabitating with them. Uh, We should have sent them back. They all should have went to Liberia. All of them. Every single Mm -hmm. one of them. Uh, But the way that the whites in the South saw it after that is, okay. we've got these fucking niggers here. We're going to at least be good custodians of them. Right. It was a parental kind of um, outlook on the Negro back then. Uh, Not unsimilar to apartheid. Right. Exactly. So, but anyways, we'll get into all that. Let me read this. Hey, what's up? <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of sense. Thank you very much. He says, was just listening to Akila on NNR from last night. Hell oh, shit. yes. Awesome talk. Hail the Eagle's Nest and everyone here. Thank you very much. A lot of sense. Yeah, brother Akila's pretty sharp thank dude, you, man. He's a pretty sharp hey, guy. Hey, thank you. You guys are sweet to me, man. I, I have a way that I look at things and I try and be consistent. And a lot of that I picked up from John, not, not going to lie. John is extremely consistent himself and how he applies his heuristics and does his analysis. And uh, we both try and keep things operational. Like, what can we do for, with all this? We like to talk and present and, and do entertainment, but we always try and drill down to what people can do in their real life and what scales uh, in our interests. So, yeah, I know if anybody heard that, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It stirred things up a little bit on NNR show. So, um, you know. Yeah, that's, all right. <laughs> that's one thing I've always said, man. I can't promise you I'll all be right 100% of the time, but I can promise you I'll be 100 or I'll be honest 100% of the time. You know what I mean? Mm. Honest to what I know to be true. And, you know, it might not always be true, but I'll always be honest and I'll always be consistent. Uh, consistency is something that you learn to have uh, when you've lived a life, the kind of life that I've lived. You know what I mean? You yeah. learn that uh, sketchy, inconsistent people uh, don't bode well. In, in the lives that I come from, you know, what I mean? no, they pay a price. And I'm um, listening like to, to just in general, which I'll try to be brief, but um, I'm very interested in being wrong, actually, even though when I speak, I sound like I'm very sure of myself. Um, and I do believe that the way that I apply the heuristics and, and the takes that I give are, are correct, or I wouldn't give them. But if I'm proven to be wrong, then immediately I have something to do operationally that was better than what I was doing before. So I've improved and gained. So if I'm proven wrong, then I win, right? So it might be a little bit hard to do that. It might be a little bit ornery and think I'm right. But if if, if I can accept a different truth than the one I came in with, it benefits me immensely. I can't afford to to not be self-critical in that way. So yeah, don't, 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 don't take it the wrong way if I'm 
if I'm believing myself. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so where were we at with this? 40,000 40, customers. Move, motherfucker. Oh, shit. I can't get that thing to move the fuck off the screen. There we go. When asked if the attack on the power grid was in response to a highly contested drag show in Southern Pines on Saturday night, the sheriff, Ronnie Field, said they had yet to find any connection to the show. Uh, Lauren Mathers, Sand Hills Pride Executive Director, urged members of the LGBT community and their allies who are feeling the effects of the drag show protests and subsequent power riders to stay, power riders to stay connected. Reach out to each other. She said, no one is alone. We're all here for each other. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, she urged members to seek mental health care. <laughs> seek mental health care <laughs> for those. That's fucking hilarious. Of course, these fags would say that. Like, uh, you know, there's the middle of a power outage. People are, like scrambling, wondering how they're like going to heat their home and provide power and keep their food cold and shit like that. And these fucking fags are like, go see your counselor. <laughs> go get mental health counseling. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> fucking gay life. Like, uh, like as if it didn't cost enough money already, right? And the, the fucking, the, the, well, like, you got to shell out to the kikes, you know? What are you going to do, <laughs> sit, sit there in the fucking dark with your fucking goddamn uh, counselor doing Rorschach test with your cell phone, with your fucking cell phone light, <laughs> reading the fucking Rorschach test? Get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, fucking retarded. Uh, for those who have access to the internet, consults the list of LGBTQ safe providers in the area of sandhillspride.org. The constant hate is very draining. Blah, 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 blah. All right, so there's that. Let's uh, see what this video is about. Let's see what this video is about. Because that didn't mention how it had all happened. But from what I understand, there was two gunshots. Two rounds, guys. Two rounds. Hey, Rex Quando, thank you very much. That's great shirt fashion. I got them in the, uh, yeah, we got these in the, all different colors. I think we've got hoodies of this too and shit all in the, uh, fat in the store, brother. Thank you very much, man. Uh, so here we go. Uh, somebody else did a thing too. Brother Beefy, uh, thank you very much. It says, love Larry. I'm going to do something I never do and make a recommendation. John, you and Larry should make a show together or invite Larry on the nest more often. I know you have a lot going on. I know Larry does as well, but you two are absolutely captivating. You're the best host at this time. Thank you very much, brother. And I would love to uh, get with brother Larry more often, but our, our schedules, like he was going to try to come on tonight, but I don't think he was able to. He had some shit he had to go do uh, because I hit him up because he and I actually – um had already recorded a bit on Vanderman on his show for, for Hey House. Sorry, I got a lot of shit going on. I'm trying to pay attention to everything. Me and him, me and Larry had did a bit for uh, Vanderman on Hate House, but he never got a chance to put it. It was just a short bit, and then we were going to do more later, but we just haven't been able to, to link up with each other. So I hit him up, and I was like, man, I want to do the, the Vanderman bit tonight. And he was like, fucking do it, bro. I was like, if I can, I'll come on with you. But he, I guess he's jammed up and wasn't able to. But yeah, man, yeah. Um, I miss uh, shooting the shit with Brother Larry. Um, Larry's one of my absolute favorite people on the internet. I think like, he's like top two. He's you two. You and him for me, man, for sure. And I haven't ever been on with Larry yet. Uh, yet so that would be an absolute honor for me. I love Larry. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. We still talk like we 
like have each other's actual phone number. We, we talk all the time. Like I just talked to him today. Um, well, other than about this, I did talk about this too. We were talking earlier today and shit. So we talk all the time. It's just hard for us to get together and do it, sit down and do a show. You know what I mean? But we'll figure it out. I would love to have him uh, on more often. And I would absolutely do another show, a separate show and co-host with him. That would be fucking amazing. Anytime Larry and Dingo are on together also, that's just amazing stuff. Those two are fantastic together. Well, when we first started, when he, well, we, listen to me over here. When he first started uh, doing Hate House again, it was me, him, uh, it was me, Larry, and Dingo. And great yeah. and great ape niggy, right? It was us four that first started Hate House back up again. It was me, Larry, Dingo, and a great ape niggy, and it was uh, like a um, revolving cast, right? Like we weren't always on, all on at the same time, and we weren't all always on. But that was like the revolving cast that we had. Yeah. It was me, and I miss great ape niggy. That's a funny son of a bitch right there. Uh, yeah, I remember those are those are good episodes, dude. Yeah. Those were fucking funny. Remember we funny were doing like the Sepours? Remember we did the Sepour episode with the niggers in all their expensive suits in Africa? <laughs> I remember yeah. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did a lot of good ones back then, man. But yeah. Uh, Eagles Nest says, oh yeah, thank you very much, Dandy. Yeah, I know. Somebody else said something. Uh, somebody said Larry's new to me. Who was it? Uh, Notorious. Yeah, no, Larry is actually, um, <clears throat> so Larry's one of the first, so the first pro-white podcast I ever listened to, the first pro-white podcast I ever listened to in my life was called Salting the Earth. It was with a dude named Careless Rex and um, Seiko Vandal. And uh, from there, uh, that was actually shared in the Proud Boys uh, chat. That's how I first heard it. Uh, so the uh, first time I ever listened to any pro-white podcast was Salting the Earth. And then from Salting the Earth, I ended up hearing about, I can't remember if it was Cantwell or TDS first. I can't remember which one it was I'd heard of first. But them two were right around the same time. And when I heard about TDS, I found Hate House. And uh, that was back when I think, uh, I'm pretty sure the Alt-Right Rises was still up. So it was before Hate House. But I remember Hate House uh, way back in the day. <laughs> Funny enough, the original co-host of Hate House that I remember anyway uh, was was Asmodore. Oh, yeah. Asmodore actually used to do wow. the show with Larry. Yeah, that's a... Because back before they all turned federal, uh, federal assets, <laughs> we were all friends. I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to say that. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to start all that shit, but you know what I mean. Hey, we've been, we've been sleeping on Tuber for 10 minutes backstage. Damn, Tuber's back here. <laughs> shit, Bye. sorry, buddy. Go get brother Tuber. Tuber, sorry, brother. What's up, man? I see your mic moving, but we don't hear you, brother. I see his mic moving, but I don't, I don't hear him. Uh, we'll watch this video. We'll see if uh, Tuber can come in here. Let's watch this video. So, yeah, uh, actually, real quick, somebody asked. Tuber, brother, we'll keep you in the thing. Whenever you get your shit working, just come right on in, brother. Uh, no worries at all. He left. but um, Somebody said, real quick, I want to find this real quick. What's everyone's thoughts on the NC Patriots thing, related or unrelated to the Drag Queen show? Um, 
I I think it is, but I don't know if it's because I'm just hoping <laughs> that it is, right? I, didn't, I mean, uh, not that I would hope for violence or whatever, uh, you know, whatever fed fucking disclaimer I need to put out there. Uh, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I think it would be, it'd be a lot fucking cooler if it was that as opposed to just some teenagers out fucking around. Right, because I mean, those are your two options. It was either politically motivated, or it was some teenagers out fucking around. Uh, either way, the message we should all take from this is the same. Uh, this is a very fragile system that just too. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I can't buy guns or ammunition, so I don't know how much the shit costs. How much does two? Let's say how much do two? You know, like AK rounds, a three, like a seven six two round. How much do two rounds for a seven six two cost? Three bucks for both rounds, right? Like a dollar something a piece. Can't be much more than that. Can't be much more than that. Uh, took down power and, and put 400 people into the dark ages. <laughs> the dark age, right? Put them right into the dark. Uh, Tuber, if you can get it back. Uh, there he is. Tuber, you there? What is going on here? Is that on my shit? I don't know what's going on, Brother Tuber. I can't hear you or Akila now. What's going on here? Hold on, guys. We've got some we've got some uh shit going on here. Hello? Uh oh. What's going on here? All right, hold on a second, guys. I'm going to close this thing out and reopen that and see what the fuck's going on here. This morning. All right, so still got sound there. Sorry, guys. I know this is cringe, but I don't know what's going on with this StreamYard thing. StreamYard shit out, and I couldn't hear Akila or uh, Tuber. Let me get this thing reloaded, and then we'll watch this video. But, yeah, I, I think it probably is, man. You know, those are the two options. Either it's uh, or me and hello, you right now, Tuber. Either. But I don't think so. I'm hey, can, I, can y'all hear me? Yeah. All right, there we go. Now I can hear y'all. I don't know what the fuck happened. StreamYard's just shit out. I had to leave and come back in. There we go. Now we got you. What's up, brother? How you doing? Hell, man. I, uh, good show thus far. I was listening in. Um, I was curious about what you were talking about, man. Like, like um, they always say that stuff. Like, the U.S. military ran simulations, and these people shot the power lines. And you're saying someone did it? Yeah, bro, they shot two substations. Uh, one bullet, <laughs> from what I understand, one bullet apiece knocked out power to 40,000 fucking people, bro. Two bullets. Yeah. That's how it's wired up. Two All bullets, retarded brother. like that. Yeah. Two bullets. You, yeah, you're, you're legally allowed to possess ammunition and firearms. How much is two, how much are two five, five, six rounds? A dollar. A dollar. A fucking dollar. <laughs> Took down 40,000 people's fucking power. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that fucking so amazing dude uh yeah, this, i was this, going i was trying to answer you i was going by canadian i said less than 10 bucks that's the difference between fucking american rounds and canadian ammunition Jeez. no joke yeah Jeez. Uh, probably a little high but what? maybe it's like it could be coming up to seven bucks 50 bucks easy 60 bucks for a box uh what easy nigger box. was it what nigger was it that made that joke there was one of them niggers made that joke it was like uh if you want to stop niggers from shooting each other 
Make every bullet five hundred dollars or some shit like that. <laughs> wearing it, no, they'll start shooting each other to wear it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be teeth. Yeah, we <laughs> teeth. Yeah, teeth yeah, yeah, we put them in their teeth. <laughs> Rims. <Yeah. laughs> it'll be fucking teeth, man. That's what they'll fucking be. All right, yeah. Let me go uh, share the thing here, and then we'll watch this uh, video, and then we're gonna talk about James K. Vanderman, the baddest motherfucker, to, one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever walk the earth. He's such a chad. Um, here we go. Boom. Boom. All right, here we go. Thousands of people in North Carolina are waking up to the second morning of no power after a gunman two fired days. shots at two energy substations Saturday evening. Those stations provide electricity to tens of thousands of people in Moore County, 90 miles outside of Charlotte, and officials say it could take days before power is fully restored. <laughs> the shooting is being investigated as a criminal act with help from the FBI to determine... So they're saying it was only one guy. One oh. guy. So they're, from, what they're, from what I understand, what I took from what that lady just said there is that one dude shot one substation and drove to the other one and shot the other one because they said only they're only naming like one suspect so one guy with a dollar <laughs> one guy with a dollar <laughs> knocked down fucking forty thousand dollars or forty thousand people's power for multiple days this is the second day and they said it could take more days to get it back up and running who was responsible it appears to be an intentional willful and malicious act <laughs> As officials work to determine the motive, speculation is circulating over whether the vandals targeted the area because of a drag show taking place nearby. Planners, already worried about potential violence, had extra security in place. While officials say there is no direct evidence, they are investigating every possibility. I call them cowards. And I can promise you to the perpetrators out there. I call you a coward, you fat sack of shit. I call you a fucking coward, you fat tub of lard, for allowing child molesters to congregate in public places in your fucking township, you fucking traitor. Drew Wilkins is visiting his parents in Whispering Pines. His family has a generator, but says for so many of his neighbors, this is a shock. There was no warning for this. You know, most people don't have a plan for someone, you know, shooting two substations. For many anxious residents, it's a desperate scramble to leave town as local schools, stores, and pharmacies remain closed. Now, with roads pitch black and temperatures below freezing, the county mm. has declared mm, a state mm, of emergency. Mm. Hey, man, and that's the thing, guys. Uh, I'm sure you guys know. I'm sure everybody knows, but I don't know. Uh, the cold, that kills more people than the heat. When it gets cold like that and there's no way to heat your home, <laughs> you know what I mean? Motherfuckers will start getting yeah, real desperate. Yeah, you all desperate. fucking die Yeah, yeah when man. it's cold, just because it's cold. Yeah, motherfuckers start getting real desperate, dude, real fucking quick. And issued a mandatory curfew. It is going to be very, very, very dark. Get ready and it's going to be chilly like this, tonight, and we don't need to have anyone out on the streets. And guys, we've been seeing sheriff's cars and crew trucks moving back and forth on this road all morning long. We do know that the county has now opened a shelter to help out the people who don't have heat. Temperatures got as low as 31 degrees overnight. They say that shelter is only running on generator power. It's only able to accommodate about 250 people. So, Savannah, that's just a small fraction of the many people who are still in the dark today. Mm. Back to you. Oh, those are tough times there, Blaine. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for watching. Don't Boom. miss the... So there you have it, man. 
one guy with a dollar's worth of fucking... Well, I guess I'm being a little hyperbolic there because obviously the rifle was more than a dollar. But you guys get the fucking... And get the, the idea. Yeah, you get, you get the gist of what I'm saying there, man. So, yeah, guys, you can never be too ready for shit like this, man. Because I'm telling you right now, they're lucky. It seems to me, I don't know uh, where this person is or where this place is, but it seems to me that this is smaller towns that this happened to. Because I couldn't imagine... If some people went around and did that in a bigger city, mm-hmm. went around and shot three or four fucking power stations in a bigger city, it would cause a lot of fucking pandemonium. That's dangerous yeah. shit, man. So you guys got to be ready for that type of shit. Just enough, at least have a fucking tent and enough food to last you a couple of days so you can get the fuck out of the city uh, while the real chaos is happening. Uh, because yeah. And the media... Media instantly politicizes it, and like that fat dude you were mad at, like he's talking about being people being traitors and stuff. So even the like authorities around the power uh, companies are like somewhat politicizing this, and so you can't help but think it's political, but also it serves, you know, the system's interest to try and politicize everything away from people who might oppose faggotry and pedophilia. Yeah, man, and this, and you know, I was talking to somebody in my chat when I posted. I posted a uh, picture of this when it first happened, and I like superimposed like my uh, avatar behind it with the eyes staring through it. And uh, somebody commented on it and was like, "Oh, I think this is like a gay op." What's up, Spy Hunter? Yeah, and, I want to talk about that. Yeah, that's cool. the elephant in the room. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, yeah, uh, so he was let's like, do oh, that. I think this is a gay op, and I was like, well, you know, it could be. I was like, personally, for me, I think. I would lean more if it was blown up, right? If the power, if the substation would have <laughs> yeah, been blown yeah, up, blown up, right? Then right, I would have right. been like, "This is definitely a fucking <laughs> blown <game."> up." <laughs> yeah, because yeah, first, yeah. But um, rather, like I said to that person, rather this is a gay op or not, this these type of events are the next logical step in the perpetual chaos machine, right? Remember we talked about this uh, years ago at the start of the Floyd riots. Remember I was talking about this, Mr. White Tuber, that now they have set off this perpetual motion chaos machine that has a life of its own. There's no taking it back. It's gone. The, 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 the pedals to the metal. And this is the next logical step, right? This is the next, uh, you know, course of action in that chaos machine, right? People to start actually taking down critical infrastructure, Right, because remember, uh, back in 2019, 2018, I think it was 2019, because it was before coronavirus really kicked off. We had the 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 anarchists blowing up trail rain trails or rails train rails. Remember? Yep, 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 yep. This is the next logical. So I'm not saying that th- I'm not saying that this one right here is not a gay up. I don't have any evidence to prove it one way or the other. But what I'm saying is, this type of shit is the next logical step. In the chaos machine. Yeah, people have been saying this for years, right? Like, the, I think the Department of Defense it was ran those simulations where insurgents in the United States did stuff like this, and it was always a disaster for them. And this has been talked about for years, right? The fourth dimensional warfare and shit. Yeah. And, yep. um, yeah, and, like, I don't know. If it was a gay op, wouldn't they be blasting it on Blastmore? Yeah, and that's another thing. They're sure as right. fuck keeping it hush, ain't they? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about this at all. So <laughs> yeah. That, you know, <laughs> it's not a gay yeah, op. Yeah, this isn't on Fox, and this ain't front page. At least I haven't seen it anywhere. You know, yeah. the only thing I've seen, I looked this up myself here, the, the video we just watched, I looked up myself, and the only other thing I've seen has been being sh- the, the shit that got shared from uh, Americaner. Uh, so, yeah. Right. <clears throat> 
Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, we knows what's up, man. Thank you very much, brother. He says hail to one k seven six two by three nine rounds. A thousand okay, a thousand seven six two by three nine. So AK rounds cost three hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. Yeah, so. back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, one dedicated individual, man, can really cause some havoc out here, man. They really can. I mean, but yeah, like, what do they expect, right? And that people exactly. are so unhappy, like the fucking common rabble. Is getting fucked so hard right now. Their whole culture and society is being turned upside they're, down. They're getting poorer by the day. Yeah. It's, it's getting harder by the minute to run a, a small business. Um, everything's getting more expensive. Uh, and then on top of all that, on top of all of, like, the uh, social pressures with those kind of things, right, like monetary uh, pressures, you have the, the uh, tranny shit being shoved down their face. You got the child abuse being shoved down their throat. You've got the, the nigger worship being shoved down their throat. And people are just getting to a point where they've had enough, man. And you're going to start seeing more of this shit. You are. Well, I mean, yeah, you remember coronavirus? Like, I remember the snapping point when they started to step back was when motherfuckers were shooting up Walmart over some mask. Like, left and right. Remember that started to happen? Um, when that was happening, boys? Walmart. I don't remember specifically, but my brain sucks. Hey, notorious brother, be careful. For for your, I'm not mad at you for, but I'm just looking out for you, brother. Be careful because people are watching this fucking chat in this show. Know that. Uh, so um, be careful, brother. If they keep, you know, pushing drag queen shit and gay shit into rural areas, right? These people are very intolerant of this, and I mean, what do you expect? You you know, I don't know if it's going to be this type of action, but People are gonna get mad, and mm -hmm. and you know it's just the cherry on the Sunday of fuckery for ruralites, um, and these are typically the communities that are gonna push back the most. So, you know these these people like they're playing with fire. These fucking drag queen story people like, and they want to right? They they want to piss off uh, regular white people. They think it's it, funny and shit like this. Uh, what you're saying right there, uh, Akila. And I, I'm not saying this is a fact. I'm saying it makes me think this. Shit yeah. like this, like the torturing of children, the way they're doing it, like the genital mutilation, the child sex abuse material, the um, drag, swing, the drag queen story hour, the having uh, homosexual men uh, twerk with their dick out, basically, in front of uh, children. All of these things, seeing them do that really makes me think that these Jews are pushing a civil war. Like, they want things to jump off. They want people to snap and do a mass glow event, right? Like, but, but in real life, not a glow event, yeah. right? Like, they're trying to push that because everybody knows, like, above everything else, man, above uh, race shit, above politics, above uh, financial, you know, monetary shit, stock market, businesses, above all of that shit is children, if you want to get a reaction out of people, you fuck with their kids. People will put up with anything in this world. I mean, people will be a fucking absolute fucking sheep and put up with mountains of abuse. But you fuck with their kids and you awaken a different thing in them. And these, yep. these Jews fucking know that. They They're know. not oblivious to that fucking fact. So why in the fuck would they be doing that? You know what I mean? You would think of all of the things they could get away with. And then they try to push this shit harder. I, I, it, I don't know. They're pushing it. As equally as hard or harder than race shit, right? They are shoving this homosexual child abuse down people's throat in a fucking disgusting way. Yeah. Like, 
they mean business. Like, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, like yeah. What it is is like they're they're going to have homosexuality, child abuse be normalized across, and the no world. one's gonna stop them. And if you get in their way, they'll fight you. I mean, they're they're gonna do it like this. If if we want to fight them, they'll fight us over it. Like that's how serious they are about this shit. Across the yeah. world, they'll start wars. Yeah, over across it. the world. Yeah, they'll, they will. They're, they're ready. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you can't talk your way out of this. You know? My developing I, theory with regards to like even the Kanye shit, how it ties into the Elon shit, is that Greenblatt's already like requested from Congress that they start tightening up, tightening up and making hate speech laws federal. Um, and so you know, Jews are really willing to like sacrifice a lot of people, a lot of lives, like like make wild shit happen. And so that they can tighten up the reins on the thing that they fear the most, which is the agency of the white father, ultimately, and the collectivity of, of white males. So if they're able to get that out of this, like legislative changes that give new powers to like things like the FBI, uh, county law enforcement and that kind of thing to be able to crack down on what they perceive to be dissidents, then I think that's a big win for Jews. And, uh, you know, I don't know that that's really the end game, but it seems like that stuff all ties together around that specifically. Um, so, you know, either that or they want us all fighting each other, which like that kind of ends up being the, the kind of the libtard thing, you know, or, or like like if, if we're hating each other and blacks are fighting whites and then it's like that's what the Jews want, you know, and so we should get all together. I don't know. But yeah legislation or violence or violence to in to encourage more legislation um doesn't end well either way yeah absolutely and it's just like i was saying man it's uh that's the one thing that they know will actually push people over the edge and it seems like they're shoving that down motherfuckers yes. throat more than anything uh but Getting on to the next uh, state of affairs, we are going to talk about the great James K. Bardman, the great white chief. Have you guys ever heard of this fucking hero? Look at the styles on him. Oh I like the cape. Oh, my God. Wait till you hear how fucking badass this guy was, y'all. I mean, this dude uh, sets a new bar. We're all cucks. All of us. We're cuck faggots because men like this used to exist. <laughs> I mean, this dude is a fucking hero. Uh, I don't want to waste it by telling, like, you know what I mean, telling the stories before we get there. But, yeah, this is the great James K. Vardman, the great white chief. Uh, so I'm just going to read this article here in its entirety because uh, I don't want to – I didn't want to make notes and leave anything out. I'm just going to read. This is probably the most succinct article that got everything in there that was important. So James K. Vardman, it says, uh, The South produced a number of successful demagogues, not the least of which was James K. Vardman, a governor and senator from Mississippi. At the height of his career, Vardman was unquestionably the most popular politician in Mississippi. James Kimball Vardman was born on July 26, 1861, just as the Civil War commenced. Vardman studied law but did not practice his profession as he turned to journalism. Vardman became the editor of the Greenwood Commonwealth and later published Vardman's Weekly. From his editorial perch, Vardman, Vardman excuse me, penned broadsides that lacerated those he felt who deserved to be condemned and won himself a wide following amongst the less, amongst the less fortunate white citizens. Politics soon began to beckon James K. Vardman, and he was elected to the Mississippi House of Representatives in 1890, re-elected twice more, Vardman served as Speaker of the House in 1895. Vardman ran for governor in 1895, but lost 
he tried again in 1899, but was no more successful than the first time. James K. Vardman ran for governor of Mississippi for a third time in 1903 and won the Democratic nomination, which was a tantamount was which was tantamount to election. Governor Vardman proved to be enormous, enormously pos, popular and espoused populism that appealed to poor white farmers. Mississippi's elite ruling class ridiculed Vardman supporters as rednecks, a title they bore proudly and oftentimes appearing at rallies wearing bright red handkerchiefs tied about their necks. The other element of Varman's politics was virulent racism, which threatened the state's economy. Uh, Varman possessed an unusual commanding presence. One can easily presume James K. Varman became the model for the character of a Southern politician. More than six feet tall, Varman wore his hair long and swept back from his forehead and falling almost to his shoulders. During the winter, Varman would dress in the black, often wearing a cape and a hat while out. During the heat of summer, Vardman was resplendent, uh, resplendent excuse me, in all white, wearing a white suit, white hat clutched in his hands with white boots. James K. Vardman would often arrive to small towns sitting on top of cotton bales in a wagon drawn by 40 yoke of white oxen. <laughs> this bad motherfucker would ride into town on bales of cotton. Driven by 40 white ox. This is one of the greatest motherfuckers to ever live, man. Good uh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, let me get this thing pulled back up. Where did it go? Uh, dubbed the great white chief or white chief, not only for his apparel, but his fierce racism and promoting of white supremacy. Varmink's command on the English language was impressive, and his natural charisma and speaking ability allowed him to hold gigantic crowds mesmerized for hours. The wealthy planters of the Mississippi Delta proved to be the most persistent opponents of James K. Vardman. Uh, this dude was a huge opponent of corporations. He was trying to shut down um, uh, a bunch of uh, illegal railway companies. These, um, uh, what were they here? Uh... Planters Association. Planters, yeah, the Planters Associations, um, a bunch of other shit. Uh, but that's what he did. He went after he went after major corporations and fought and fought for white workers' rights. Uh, so you got to imagine Jews were involved in running those companies as they were involved in the slave trade and the cotton. Oh, one hundred percent. Now that is one thing I never uh, in all of the stuff I read about Varman, he didn't, uh to my knowledge, speak about Jews at all. He was really focused on the Negro problem because, I mean, he was in fucking Mississippi, uh, you know, right after uh, the Civil War and during Reconstruction and all that shit. You know what I mean? So that was, like, the main focus of his shit uh, was, like, the Negro menace and, like, the fact that people were trying to give Negroes the right to vote and put them in schools. He has some hilarious comments about Negro education that are fucking amazing. <clears throat> but uh, let me get over here. In 1911, the Varman uh, sought election to the U.S. Uh, Senate and was challenged by Congressman John Sharp Williams, who had been the leader of the Democratic Party in the U.S. House of Representatives. Williams was wealthy and highly regarded, although he had a fondness for alcohol and was accused of being a drunk on the floor of both the House and the Senate on more than one occasion. <clears throat> Excuse me. A preferential primary, which was held, which Williams only barely won, allowing him to represent Mississippi in the Senate, Fortunately for James K. Vardaman, Mississippi's other United States Senator, Anselm McLaurin, conveniently died, 
The new senator would be selected by the Mississippi legislator, and the fight would be a wild one. I'm sorry, a wild one. Most acknowledged that Vardman's personal popularity made him the clear favorite and the former governor confidently expected to be elected. But amidst widespread charges of bribery, Vanderman lost to wealthy Delta lawyer and planter Leroy Percy. Uh, I think this might be where the Jews might enter. I don't know who this Leroy Percy guy is, but uh, he seems super shady because he was caught uh, bribing. He was buying votes, right? He was caught buying votes. And this dude we're about to talk about, Theodore Bilbo, um, set his ass up and kept the money. <laughs> he got kicked out. He got he, he lost his race and shit because he set the dude up to try to catch him in a, in a bribery plot, but never turned the money in. He pocketed the money and <laughs> fucking kept it. <laughs> uh, so, um, as to the charge, Percy won the nomination through the use of money. It seems quite credible. State Senator Theodore Bilbo, who was soon to rise as a uh, soon to rise to prominence as a Vardman supporter, cheerfully admitted to taking the bribery the bribe from Percy's forces. Bilbo was condemned by the state Senate by his state Senate colleagues, but escaped being expelled, much less imprisoned. Bilbo claimed he took the money to prove beyond a doubt, <laughs> beyond any doubt, that the supporters of Leroy Percy were attempting to buy a senatorial seat. The election lawyer who represented the banks and railroads was a horrific... I'm sorry. The election of a lawyer who represented banks and railroads was a horrific thing to both James K. Vanderman and his redneck supporters. As the last senator to be chosen... Oh, sorry. As the last senator to be chosen by the Mississippi legislature, Leroy Percy had to face the voters and Vardman was already running hard. Furious that he had thwarted... Furious that he had been thwarted in the legislature, James K. Vargeman sought the senatorial nomination in 1912 and spoke all across Mississippi. The white chief denounced the action of the legislature and its beneficiary, Leroy Percy. Senator Percy fought a valiant, albeit hopeless, battle to retain his seat in the United States Senate. James K. Vardman won easily, humiliating Percy in the election. While in the Senate, James K. Vardman did not cease making the highly provocative remarks he had become famous for. Although the Mississippi senator seemed to be fully cognizant of what was supposedly dignified for a senator of the United States, still being a senator did not diminish Varman's rhetoric for racial hate, rhetoric of racial hatred. Varman had once said that were it necessary to save Mississippi by lynching every Negro in the state, then it should be done. <laughs> uh, Varman's descriptions of Negroes was was repellent. Uh, I would argue that it was not, but of course that's what they're going to say in this article. You know what I mean? Uh, even his opponents acknowledged that James K. Vardman was certainly the most popular political figure in Mississippi. Vardman presided over the informational organization that dominated much of Mississippi's politics and many offices were occupied by open supporters of the senator. His election to the United States Senate in 1912 was the pinnacle of his career. Uh, Vardman's election to the United States Senate coincided with that of Woodrow Wilson as president. Vardman was largely supportive of Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson, although the two were never close. Wilson ran for re-election of the, on the slogan, He Kept Us Out of the War, in 1916, and only barely managed to squeak by former Supreme, squeak by, excuse me, former Supreme Court Justice Charles Evan Hughes. By 1917, it was becoming increasingly more difficult for Wilson to keep the United States out of the World War, raging in Europe. Former President Theodore Roosevelt, still highly popular, relentlessly castigated Wilson in speeches for his timid timidity in not entering the war, especially after several several Americans lost their lives in the German submarine sank uh, when a German submarine sank the Lusitania. 
Senator Vardman, despite coming from a fervently patriotic state as Mississippi, proved to be reluctant to enter the war, even when President Woodrow Wilson capitulated and asked Congress for a declaration of war, Vardman, Vardman refused. James K. Vardman was one of a handful of senators who resisted the call for war. It was a stand-on principle that ended James K. Vardman's political career. So he was one of the only senators at the time that didn't want to go to war with Germany in World War One. He also voted against the war in Germany. Uh, so Senator Vardman intended to seek re-election in the second term in 1918. His stance on the war drew serious opponents, Congress, uh, Congressman Byron Pat Harrison, had first been elected to Congress as a firm supporter and ally of James K. Vardman. But in 19 Harrison, 1918, Harrison sung a different tune, verbally sinking the senator for his refusal to go to war uh, with Germany. So this fucking piece of shit starts cat chastising this fucking good man for not wanting to go to war with a brother country and kill a bunch of fucking white people. Fucking faggot. Uh, the years had not been kind to former senator and his supporters. Noticed he appealed, appeared to be a shell of his former self. Once unrivaled upon the political stage as a speaker, his voice seemed to have failed him in 1922. While he might be found sitting upon the stage, the speaking was done by surrogates such as Theodore Bilbo. Uh, while never diagnosed, it was thought that Vardman may have been suffering from Alzheimer's disease, and some family members noted the former senator seemed to be entering senility. Uh, so yeah, man, there's the great James K. Vardman. I want to pull up some of his quotes that I've got here real quick. And... Uh, We'll talk about him a little bit more here in just a second. Let me grab these quotes, and we'll talk about some of the quotes he had here. Oh, damn, I forgot to, uh, I forgot to do the, we got to do the Vice thing after the break, too. We got to do the Vice thing after the break. Is this his quotes right here? Yeah, okay, uh. That was, we already read that one. If it is necessary that every Negro in the state be lynched to maintain white supremacy, it will be done. Uh, so referring to the 1890 Mississippi State Constitution, Varbin said, there is no use to, equivo to equivocate or lie about the matter. Mississippi's Constitutional Convention of 1890 was held for no other purpose than to eliminate the nigger from politics. Not the ignorant and vicious, as some of the ag apologists would have you believe, but the nigger. Let the word, uh, let the world know it, just as it is. Just as it is in Mississippi, we have in our own constitution legislated against the racial peculiarities of the Negro. When that device fails, we will resort to something else. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, here's another one. Farman was known for his provocative, provocative speeches. Uh, one time quoted uh, calling Theodore Roosevelt a little mean, a little mean coon flavored miscaginist. <laughs> That's what he called Roosevelt, a little mean coon flavored miscaginist. In reference to the education of black children, he remarked, the only effect of nigger education is to spoil a good field hand and make an insolent cook. The knowledge of <laughs> the knowledge of books does not seem to produce any good substantial result with the Negro but serves only to sharpen his cunning, breeds hopes that cannot be fulfilled, and creates an inclination to avoid labor, promotes indolence, and in turn leads to crime. He's basically saying if you teach niggers, they become criminals. Like the only thing an education does for a Negro is make him become a criminal. And he was right. He was right. All of these things he was saying are coming true now. You can see the end result of not listening to men like James K. Vardman. 
We're seeing it today. Yes, and then ours backstage, John. Okay, we'll bring in our real Um Yeah, these like a proto Huey Long could use maybe well, more overt racism from Huey Long, but that's what yeah. I was just about to say. He's like I, a Huey I have Long. Some thoughts on this. Yeah, let me just real quick. Uh, he was like a Huey Long that, that, that acknowledged race. All right, what's up, uh, Tuber? Oh, Night Nation's in here. What's up, Night Nation? Hey, Fast Shaquille Tuber. What's up, guys? What's up, Night Nation? What's up, buddy? That's so wild. this guy, James K. Vardman, that's his name, right? Are yep. we echoing? I'm probably we... here. I'll make it stop. Just give yeah. me a second. Yeah, give me just a second. Me off here, it's man. weird. After, it's like after three people, it starts echoing. It's so oh. fucking weird. I don't know why. That's strange. It's only at, Weird. like, we didn't have it before, right? You probably need premium. Was, yeah, yeah, I need to pay these fucking Jews, premium. right? <laughs> yeah. oh, what were you going to say about this guy, though, Tuber? Well, what's kind of interesting, right, is I think that Vardaman may be expressing what was normal opinion of the time. This was just normal. Yes, This, yes, this yes, is like yes. a conservative yep. saying, I love niggers nowadays. It's very normal kind of shit, right? Right. So he was mm-hmm. a politician of his time. And, and if you want to be a Democrat... You want to be support, you, this is what you had to be. This is what they were at the time, you know. So I think he was a normal guy. And did you say earlier he didn't talk about Jews? Well, not, I, I didn't say he didn't. I didn't say, I just said I never seen anything. You never seen it, right? right? Yeah. Right. And, and just to, not to cut you off, but that is exactly what me and Larry were talking about when we discovered this guy. That this is who we are. Right? This is who we are. We he, are he's pe- representing who, who we are, right? And who we were, right? This is who right. we've always been, right? We have always been people who saw the world through a racial lens and saw white supremacy as a parental and benevolent institution. Right. It's now, the norm. Here's, here's the reason, like, okay, you know how politicians come and say stuff that we like and, like, represent us and stuff like that? This guy didn't talk about the Jews because he was a Freemason. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, fuck, man! Uh, yeah. I know, man. I, I actually don't think you do. You have do you have evidence he was a Freemason? I have the list here, so I have the list right here. I'll I'll send it to you, and, and, you, and you hit Control F and type his name. You'll see it pop up there. Where's the Telegram? I didn't want to say it when I saw his face right away, but the he looks like Aleister Crowley. <laughs> mm. uh, no, he doesn't. Are you fucking crazy? In the face. No, he does not. Let me pull no. up Alistair Crowley. It made me think of it. I mean, I might be wrong. It's arguable. Uh, these things are subjective. So I'm super suspect, bro, of all these people from back in the day. I'm revisiting my way I looked at people from back in the day now. You know what I mean? Because, like, all of our popular figures who are going to be written about were all crooks and betrayed us nowadays, right? Not, not this guy. This guy was a fucking hero, dude. He did great work. Him and Huey Long. You should look into Huey Long as well. Uh, these guys were absolutely fucking amazing people, man. That, that Huey Long up. was it. Yeah, yeah, dude. They were fucking absolute fucking chads. Bro. Yeah, but they, they should have named the Jew because naming the Jew was very popular during this time. <laughs> You know, and, and you know these, the Jews need to be confronted and named. You know, and too many people have connections to him. Yeah, he may he may well have have, have failed there, um, but you know. Yeah, and I, I honestly like you know I, we I'm obviously I named the Jew. That's no big thing. But that's not like like I don't dislike Jared Taylor because he doesn't name the Jew, right? That's not a deal right. breaker for me, right? Especially, especially yeah. not especially not when a man is speaking truth the way this guy is, right? Yeah. So a guy in the nineteen nineteen 
not naming the Jew, but calling out the nigger menace, which was the problem because Reconstruction was just getting over with, and it was a real problem down there, right? So him not naming the Jew isn't mm-hmm. a deal breaker for me. But if he's anti-corporate stretch. as well in the way that you were saying, that's that's tantamount to naming the Jew, right? If they're they're guaranteed they're involved at the highest level of those yeah. industries in the South, and so if he's opposing those things, similar to Huey Long, that which got him killed. Um, then, you know, he, he was doing good work regardless of what he specifically said about Jews. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, to this guy back then, I, I just, I don't, it, that, with what he was dealing with at the time, it doesn't uh, bother me that he wasn't out there fervently naming the Jew. Like I said, that's not a deal breaker for me. He was doing great work for his people at the time. Well, and anybody naming the Jew wouldn't be allowed to be there. Period. Just like now. Uh, thank you, uh, Night Nation. Uh, I just now mm, saw the, 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 the donation there. Uh, so, yeah, let's go to break real quick, guys. And on the other side of it, uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the Wilmington uh, Rebellion a little bit and talk about a time when uh, white people fought once again to maintain white supremacy very, very uh, specifically. Uh, we're going to check that out, guys, and we will be right back. Wanna deal with America perspective Jews recruiting the gays and the dirtbags They told me hop from the cozy stream, hell no Then my side on the feds is tracking my cell phone Cut down the Jews never get mad They didn't blame it on the wig ass Man kissing girls is so friendly bro have been hated 
by every people among whom they have lived, and they haven't let that worry them much or cause them to change their behavior. In fact, there have been times when Jewish leaders welcomed the hatred directed against Jews by Gentiles because this hatred hindered assimilation and generated a stronger Jewish hatred of the Gentiles, along with a stronger Jewish feeling of solidarity. So, what is it about this new wave of anti-Jewish feeling that makes me think it really can lead to the end of Jewish domination of our society? First, I am not predicting anything specific. I just have a feeling, an intuition, based on several things that are happening now. Back in the 1960s and 1970s, when the Jews were really trashing American society, turning everything upside down and rearranging it to suit themselves, I was mostly an observer, first from the university campus where I was teaching, and later from Washington, D.C., where I finally began to write and to speak out. For the most part, I just watched from the sidelines while the Jews organized huge pro-black so-called civil rights demonstrations and equally huge pro-Viet Cong so-called peace demonstrations. I could see some very bad trends, some very dangerous and destructive trends being established. But of course, neither I nor anyone else could be certain where these trends would take us. Most of my colleagues at the university believed that we were merely going through a temporary social disruption and that things would settle down later. They weren't willing to do anything or to take a stand. In fact, in my own case, it wasn't until 1975 that I began writing my first novel, The Turner Diaries, in which I extrapolated the trends that I had been observing for well over a decade and predicted that they would lead to a long-term degenerative change in American society, and that this degenerative change was a deliberate consequence calculated by the Americans cannot evade the same conclusion that I reached in the 1970s. They can see what the Jewish push for uncontrolled immigration from the third world has done to America. They know who it was that pushed through the big change in our immigration laws back in 1965. They can see what the Jewish promotion of feminism has done to the white birth rate in America. And they can understand that together these two things, non-white immigration and the lowered white birth rate, will lead very soon to the extinction of our race and the end of the civilization that our ancestors spent thousands of years building for us. They can experience every day the insanity of the multiculturalism endlessly promoted by the Jews through every medium under their control, from Hollywood to Madison Avenue, and forcefully imposed on us by our government. And they can see what it is doing to our young people. They can see the growing confusion and alienation and demoralization. They can smell the stench of the non-stop Jewish propaganda of equality and democracy and non-resistance and racial death being spewed onto us by the Jewish media during every hour of every day. Now, all of these things I've just mentioned 
have been with us for a while. They've been pushed and promoted and built up during the past 40 years. And for most of that time, they have not resulted in any great degree of resolve among thinking Americans to put up any resistance to what the Jews are doing. In fact, for most of that time, I kept hearing the same excuses for inaction. You can't blame all of the Jews for what a few Jews are doing. Or, there are Gentiles every bit as bad as the Jews, so don't try to blame it all on the Jews. And of course, there are Gentiles every bit as bad as the Jews. Worse, in fact, because on top of all their other crimes, they are traitors. They are collaborators. And in my eyes, there is no worse crime than collaboration with the Jews against our people. I am pleased to note that the Palestinians, at least, know how to deal with collaborators. And I can only hope that when the day of justice arrives in America, those Gentiles who have collaborated with the Jews will get their dose of justice first. All right, guys, and we are back. Thank you all very much for hanging out through the break. We got a donation on the break. Uh, let me get to that real quick because it was pretty fucking cool. From Wallums, thank you very much. This is uh, accredited. Like this is because of you, Akila. I guess I should say that's the way I should say it. So Wallums says with twenty five dollars. Thank you very much. Says caught your call into NNR last night and immediately came and found your page. All you guys are doing some really good work, and you got yourselves a new follower in me. I would like to follow you on Telegram. You mentioned the channel, but I had trouble finding it. Here's a dono to show my support. Thank you very much. Uh, Brother oh, Sheila, if, if you can you. find your Telegram as well, throw it in there. I'll pass him the link. Yeah, hell yeah. You're going to drop it in the chat for me? Uh, in yeah, yeah. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the break. It was kind of a long one. I forgot how long that... Uh, William Luther Pierce uh, speech was, but it's a good one. So I hope y'all enjoyed it. Guys, here on the other Oh, before we get into this, I do want to talk about one more thing that kind of went along. Uh, I got this shit all in disarray. I wanted to read this article. I don't know if any of you guys just kind of skimmed through this article real quick. It kind of uh, goes back to what we were talking about with the... Uh... Son of a bitch. People stopping the training story hour, right? The people standing up and stopping the training story hour shit. Uh, let me find this thing right here. Yes. How many went over the uh, over the weekend? Four? Uh, I don't Four know. I didn't know that many had happened, bro. I just knew. Yeah, I just knew of the one from Ohio because Hammer had shared it, and he sent me a, a thing with that shit going on. So I hit up my, my buddy of mine, Crazy Chris, who does um, – white lives matter shit there in ohio and i asked him if he was there and he was like yeah dude it was fucking amazing but apparently they happened all over the place yeah apparently they we had one um in right. hamilton about two two weekends ago or last weekend uh where, where where guys showed up and protested up here in canada too so hail to those guys man it's it's fucking crucial that we're doing this folks like do not tolerate these motherfuckers uh, it's needs intolerance Right. So here we go, man. This is from uh, 
And talking, sorry, but talk about normal, white supremacy being normal and the normal thought of the day. You know, this is normal. Opposing this and being intolerant of this shit is normal. normal. Right. Mm. They call it names. Not normal people. This is not normal. They dress up like women and dance in front of kids. What the fuck? Well, and opposing this type of shit is who we are, right? Uh, Yes. the, the, The spirit of white rebellion. Is something that has not has not went away. It's just been suppressed. It's like a, a dormant, uh, a dormant trait, right? That we have to reawaken. Um, Conditioned so, out of us by the, the the massive media mechanism. But yeah, it's bio, biology, right? When once somebody says it, give everybody permission. People go in that direction. So here we go. The far right attack. <laughs> the far right attacked drag events in four states this weekend. Protests against drag events have been almost weekly occurrence this year. This week was no different, and I hope they get even worse. Uh, you know, even here in Tulsa, uh, out there in Tulsa, they've been standing up to that shit. There was a guy doing drag events in this donut shop, and they kept fucking his donut shop over there. <laughs> so everywhere this shit's popping up, finally people good. are getting tired of it. Yes, good. More of this. More of this. Uh, and I hope another one have. I can't wait. Uh, I-, I need to know how to find these things, right? Because me and my guys never hear about any kind of, like, protest or drag event. So I need to find a way. If anybody in the chat knows how to keep track of that shit in a local area. Because, like, if I, uh, I don't have a Facebook. But I, I guess I could make one and, like, search on Facebook for Facebook events. I don't know of any way to know where these things are to even set up a protest. You know what I mean? It's like Man, they do them secretly almost. You know what I mean? We need a Telegram channel. Somebody putting in hours posting this shit, researching Yeah, like, search for them every day. Tracking yeah. them and posting, and that somebody would be wants a to fire do something good for the race. Yeah. Go get that shit done. Get a telegram channel up and track these motherfuckers. Straight up, man. Post where they're having their events, man. That mm-hmm. would be fucking amazing. Stop jerking off and do that instead. Straight yeah, up, yeah, yeah. Because uh, then, man, if we could get to where we knew where these things were gonna happen, and we could start having hundreds of people. Hey, the the one in uh, Ohio, I don't know how many people showed up, but it looked like they were close to a hundred anyway. I saw a lot of people in that video. What was up with the rainbow flag? People in my chat were all flipping out. I was in denial. I'm like, no, what's that doing there? I just turned it off. I didn't want anyone to deal with it. The fucking Proud Boys, bro. No, but they, no, I was like, no, they're being (laughs) ironic. Hold on, hold on. They're being ironic, right? There was like, no. Brother, you have the video. No, I don't believe it, bro. It couldn't have been. Brother, you have the YMCA video, Johnny? Please, if you have it, send it to me. We'll watch it. Brother, too. I have videos. I have videos and shit. I have like the full video, <laughs> part videos. Like, what was that? Was that that was a joke though, right? To be like, oh, look at us, we're making fun of them or something. Brother, they had a sign that said, "Proud boys love gays and hate groomers." No, they didn't. <laughs> As if there's a fucking difference, what? right? As if there's a fucking difference. Retards. Yeah. I put uh, it. I put it in the chat. The full video. You uh, did? Yeah. Let's watch yeah. it. Uh, it's let's long, but it. you can skim through it. You got it. Uh, oh, you put it in the. Uh, yeah. Man, no, they didn't. Man, yeah, stream yard. <laughs> every time, right? It's like they shit in your for punch, bro. Oh, proud of your boy. Proud of your oh no, boy. no. Uh, I'm tired of my punch being shattered. <laughs> You're tired yeah, every really. time, right? Of all you these know? turds in the punch bowl. Yeah, every, every, oh, look at this punch every time with a turd in it, bro. Look, hey, look at how big this guy's pants are. Look at the size of this fat fuck's pants. Those are like six <laughs> pants. Look at those. Uh, we were we were making fun of these in Hammer's chat. And the guy said that's just a dress with like an inseam, <laughs> an inseam sewed into it. They they shouldn't make clothes this big. 
It should be illegal. No. It should be illegal to make clothes this large. If you have to wear anything, <laughs> 2X is pushing it. But I'm going to be nice and say 2X. That's fucking pushing it. But if you have to they wear out anything here over the 2X, yeah, you should, have to be, you should be forced to wear a muumuu with a degrading <laughs> message on it. Right? With some brutally degrading yeah. message. You should have to squeeze into a 2X. <laughs> yeah, it'd be all with your fat belly hanging yeah, out of it all. Squeeze into Cutting it. circulation off and shit. <laughs> Please put a Jelly rolls all folding. <laughs> <laughs> this absolute humiliation. And it should be it should be legal for people to pink belly you every time they walk by. Just slap <laughs> yeah. the fuck right out of your goddamn belly every time you walk that fat, disgusting shit through there. Uh, here we go. We'll play it. We don't... Uh, I don't got the sound shared on your end because I don't want to cause the echo again. Yeah. But I got some sound over here. All right. Let's, I was in denial, I guess, earlier. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. no. I was in denial. No, I. <laughs> it's the fucking Proud Boys. And, you know, I said the same thing, Tuber. I said uh, when I first saw all these videos come out, I was like, fuck yeah. I was proud of the Proud yeah, Boys, right? I was like, too. I am actually proud of you. Finally. You guys finally <laughs> came out, put all the gay shit aside, and stood next to National Socialists for a good cause. Nope. No, nope. They were like calling them Nazis. Yeah, they were like calling them Nazis and fucking screaming at them. Uh, Apparently, Akilah said there's one point where they walk by and some trannies calling them Nazis, and the guy turns around, the Proud Boy turns around, he's like, I'm a Jew. (laughs) No. The Proud Boys got Jews and homosexuals. (laughs) I mean, think of that. Think of how bad that right there proves how bad the the Jewish homosexual virus is. These Proud Boys are at a protest against transsexual child abuse and because they have non-whites and sexual deviants and jews with them they're the only group that breaks out into a fucking ymca dance <laughs> it's I, just, like the- I just dropped you the video for the ymca dance in our chat I don't and, know what to say. and the jew insane. video in our chat wait it's like it, it, wait it doesn't even make any sense <laughs> did you catch that johnny What'd you say, Boba? The two videos, the YMCA video and the Jew video, are in our uh, personal DMs. Okay. Is like our side of things the only ones who don't like gay Jews? Yes. In? Yes. yes. It, but, I can't and, but process this. Like specifically our side of things, because like the, the, <laughs> Daily, the Daily Stormer and America First crowd. <laughs> I know. They I have know. no problem with homosexuals, Negroes, Jews, Mexicans. All of those people can be involved. In the American oh, First Movement. So it is only is specifically weird. us. Only opened national socialists and racial fascists are the only people who, who are not willing to bend our morals and principles to try to seem more socially acceptable. But how is like not liking faggots an extremist position? I'm not that old. <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. This is where we're at, bro. I mean, fuck. I, don't, I wish I could answer that, but I but, just can't. Dude. I grew up in the 1990s, bro, and like right. people still faggot was still a dirty word, dude. Dirty was still a bad thing. Bro. Yeah, closet. <laughs> yeah, like what? I don't yeah, know. Dude, fast. I don't know. It's may- I guess because of the fucking schools and shit I went to, and we're all just super shitty. But like faggot was like we called each other faggot, not even meaning homosexual. Faggot was just like what we like. Stop being a faggot, right? Like we right, didn't right. Think, like, yeah. Faggot was just obviously like a, you're not gay, right? Yeah. yeah, it was just a fluid <laughs> part of our fucking uh, language, right? Just to call it being a fag. That guy's a fag, fucking fag, right? And uh, so it wasn't like that's like another thing. I've said this before. I don't know if this is an effect of like just growing up in in Oklahoma, but I grew up in the inner city. But it's just bizarre. 
There was no uh, Holocaust propaganda when I was in school. Uh, calling someone a faggot was just commonplace. It wasn't a huge deal, right? Like, it just wasn't like this when I was in school, man. It fucking wasn't. Uh, I can remember learning about the Holocaust as a part of, like, World War II, right? But it wasn't like right. a, a, an entire course on just the Holocaust and the evils of Nazi Germany and skin lamps and shit. None of that was happening. You know what I mean? It just wasn't a thing. Yeah. When I was playing hockey, you know, as a kid, I'd call guys faggots on the ice all the time. It was totally commonplace. So you talk shit, call them a faggot, whatever. Yeah. I started back playing men's league around uh, 2015, 16 in there. And like, yeah, I start, you know, I, I do the same thing on the ice, fucking chirp guys, fucking faggot, this and that, throw it in the corner, bang guy a little bit, you know, it's men's league, so you can't hit, but, but then I started, guys, guys would start telling me, uh, hey, you can't say that, you can't say that anymore, like, what the fuck are you talking about, I can't say that, faggot, drop your gloves if you don't like it, you gotta be like, uh, oh, well, we gotta go to work tomorrow, like, well, if you don't wanna fight, then shut the fuck up, faggot, and then I started getting penalties, I started getting, going, sitting in the box for calling guys faggots on the ice, couldn't fucking believe that's it. That's weird. You can't even call people. Uh, Bro, in my high school, we had like three, 4,000 kids. There was no gays. All the gays were just in the closet. Yeah. You were yeah. not allowed to be gay openly. You would get so fucked up. Yeah, even just the kids that like looked like faggots got called faggots. Right, yeah. And the kids you, you that were gay, you pressed them to come out of it. And they're like, no, I swear I'm not gay. No, no, there you are, faggot. And they were all scared. And they were like, no, I'm not gay. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely still a source of shame. Uh, yeah, it was, was so cool. I yeah. thought that was normal world. And like, what is it all was. this? It was, bro. You know? It was fucking normal world. Is it hey, our fault? Hey, Jack is it Handy. Our fault, Jack Handy, thank you very much. He says, uh, video clip of the Jewish problem. Yeah, let's play that. And then uh, we'll play the YMCA thing. YMCA thing. And then I want to get to, I do want to cover as much as we can of the Wilmington Rebellion before we got to get out of here for Night Nation. So let me get that pulled up real quick. I'll go back up here. Close that up. Get this over here. I think I think I think this is this is pushed. We called we called too many too many kids faggots boys. And <laughs> but now like being a faggot is like cool and shit. It's like it's never gonna be cool. Come on. Oh. We did this. White supremacists did this. <laughs> the lack of the lack of white supremacy is what did this. Yes. Uh, yep. The lack of white supremacy is what did yes. this. We're the normal ones. Alright, let's see what we got here. That that is is this the Jewish Proud Boy? Look, he's wearing the he's wearing the Russian Jewish hat. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> hey white tuber, no. did you ever see that clip? Me and me and Akila uncovered uh what may be a hidden secret. Um so you know how sometimes on video games you might hit like on uh, Sonic the Hedgehog when you would hit the characters, coins would fly out. Right. Well, a Negro showed us that if you slap a Russian hat off of a per you know the furry Russian hats, if you slap a furry Russian hat off of a person's head, a yarmulke flies out <laughs> like a coin, oh, like a shit. coin, like a spring. Yeah, it was the wildest shit. There was a Negro that had accosted. I didn't. He had accosted a guy in a furry Russian hat and the fucking yarmulke. I mean, it was like something out of it was like special effects. The perfection in which that yarmulke came off and flipped <laughs> end over end off of his head and landed cartoonish. Next. <laughs> yeah, it's cartoon. Yeah, it's cartoonish and landed right next to his, <laughs> his furry Russian hat. 
So, Exposed. I don't know. Maybe the furry Russian hats <laughs> might be a sign. Let me check your furry hat, bro. Yeah, let me check you. You got a furry hat on. You're a little suspect. Get the, get the fuck out, Nazis. Oh, said it. There it was. Here we go. You got Nazis. Get the fuck out. Jewish. Get the fuck out, Nazis. You got Nazis. Get the fuck out, Jewish. Get the fuck out, Nazis. Get the fuck out, Jewish. Get the fuck. Oh no. That's the leader. He's the their leader. Western chauvinist. Said uh, all you need to know about that's the, the Western Chauvinist. Were, yeah, Western Wait. Chauvinist posted it. Said, oh, posted uh, it. Okay, I thought you were saying yeah. this was Western. Chauvinist. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, holy shit. Okay, we're counter signaling WNs at the drag queen booming time protest. This is their leader. That was Chauvinist post. <laughs> of course it is. Holy fuck. Of course it is. So we've got a Jew, uh, a Puerto Rican, and a Hawaiian uh, as the leaders of the Proud Boys, to my understanding. <sighs> Well, and, and, and a Scottish guy who sticks black dildos yeah, in his ass. Yeah, but didn't what's-his-name start that group, and he's like a giant cuck anyways. So. Yeah, Gavin, we were talking yeah, about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We were talking but, like, it wasn't always cucked or whatever, right? No, man. Like I said, back in the day when I the mean, Proud I mean, I know some cool started, guys who were in the Proud Boys, but, like, a lot overall, of people, overall. A know? lot of people got here from the Proud Boys. What happened was, after Charlottesville, Gavin freaked out and started banning National Socialist and National Socialist Talk. From the Proud Boys and the Proud Boys Facebook page and shit. Yeah, Stickman yeah. was the last hope of the white nationalists in Proud Boys. Yep. Well, that's weird. That's a weird mixed thing there. Yeah. Huh? Speaking of a weird mixed thing, look at here we got here. Let's, <laughs> let's, take, this, let's take this to look the big this. screen. This is a big <laughs> screen worthy. <laughs> so only the Proud Boys at a fucking protest, protesting homosexuals and their abusive children. Only the Proud Boys. Look how fucking this is. This guy is what, homosexual. You're not able to stand like that. Unless you're homosexual. Look at how he's standing. Can I can I do the thing? Does it work here? Does this work here? It's no, muscle memory. Like uh, Jason Coney's fucking oh, no. face. I was trying yeah, I was trying to zoom in, but I guess I can't. Look at the way he's got that knee kicked out and shit and almost like a like a ballerina ish stance. Look at the t- tip of the toe there, the hand yeah. in the air. This guy is a faggot. Um and only the proud boys could come to a place where people are trying to show solidarity against sexual deviance and then do a sexual deviant dance to a song by so it wasn't just all them right other people were there you're saying no this is no only the proud boys did the gay dance but there were other there were other yeah there were national socialists there there were uh there were patriot front was there uh white lives matter was there uh, a bunch Hell of fucking yeah. people were there, man. A bunch yeah. of fucking people were there. And they did all this. And oh, they and, and they stunk yeah. up the fucking show with this gay ass shit. The dude in, in beige. There's a dude in beige who makes a very gay movement. Dude, did you? I'm gonna play. I'm gonna start this over. Listen to the very beginning. While Patriot Front is over there doing cool shit. These fags are drowning them out. If you listen to the very beginning of this, you'll hear Patriot Front chant, Reclaim America. And then they start this fucking homosexual fucking line dance up. Did you hear it? Oh, I guess you guys can't hear it. We can see the faggotry. <laughs> so, like... So since like you can't cross the line and beat the actual faggot's ass on the other side, couldn't all the NS dudes, all the cool people, go and beat these fuckers' asses? Nobody's <laughs> gonna stop them. Well, yeah, yeah but 
we can't do that. We can. Right? Nobody's gonna well, like if no, you, if you whip here, cowboys. But not here. We don't want to do that shit in public, right? We don't want to yeah. go and be supposed to on the same side opposing child abuse and then start kicking the shit out of the people but, who but are supposed this to be is, on our side. That's not the same gay shit, right? Isn't it the same shit? Like, like so if you want to like whoop some faggots, there's some faggots right there that the cops won't stop you from whooping. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's I one of those things, you know what I mean? Yeah, for for uh, the outside looking in, you know what I mean? It's one of those things like you tell them they fucked up afterwards when nobody's looking, you know what I mean? Uh, but you know, then, yeah. it would look it would look worse to have a bunch of national socialists go start beating the fuck out of them right there. That would look way worse. It would. I mean, it would yeah. make us feel better. Make me feel great. It would make yeah. us feel better. Yes, one hundred percent. But it would look bad. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's just sad and disappointing, you know. It's just very sad and disappointing to see that. It gets gayer. Let you it know? play for a second. It's over. I'll play it again. It was over. The guy in beige turns around and shakes his ass. That's what triggered me. What's one? Let's see. It's right in the middle. Right there. Oh my god. Fuck. <laughs> All right, somebody shared this in the chat. Let's look at this real quick, and then we're going to get on out of here. Or not get on out of here, get on into the Wilmington Rebellion. Let me do this real quick and see what they shared with us. Oh, protesters wearing Nazi gear show up outside Lakeland charity event, including drag. And put a link to that YouTube video of it. In the Streamyard chat. All right. What we got here? Lakeland, Florida. Oh, this is the one that happened in Florida. So we got the one in Ohio was the one we were just watching. Here's the one in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, yeah, this is um, Florida NS, right? NS Florida. I've heard yeah, they got like a group of guys. This is like a group of guys that all hang out. It's like NS Florida or some shit like that. So that's our boy. Is that our boy uh, Josh Nunez? I don't know who Josh Dudiers is. Might be, might be. Sorry. Not to be, I mean, not to be like it, like that. I just don't know that name unless he goes by something else. Yeah, um, no, he uses that name on Telegram. I was just thinking if I just dox him, but that's his name on Telegram. Oh, okay. Now let me see what uh, Tuber got. You sent it in the streamyard. Let's see what Tuber's got over here. What is this, too, Mr. White Tuber? I guess there's a video on it. Yeah, that's the one we were just watching. Oops, wrong video. Sorry. No, it's the shorts where it says protester display Nazi flag outside Lakeland. It's the one we're under it. It's a YouTube short. It's nothing long. In in the in the chat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I see it there. Hopefully we get through the Wilmington stuff. I'd like to just spend a few seconds hating on Michael Rappaport. That'd be wonderful. Okay, yeah. Can we not hear this? Let's go back up to it and see what this guy says. Look at that yeah, jacked-ass fucking National Socialist. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look at that fucking jacked fucking Chad. That fucking bitch he walked up to splashed all over the floor when he walked up with that fucking camera. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> great fucking, great fucking aesthetics, gentlemen. 
whoever those guys are, hey, salute look to good. you, gen- gentlemen. That is what you need to look like in public, uh, yep. fellas. That is what you Nobody's telling you to be some fucking Greek god. Just be a good-looking, fit white man. Fucking Doing the right. Excellent. Be normal. Excellent fucking aesthetics to whoever these young men are, Nationals, NS, Florida, whoever you guys are. Great fucking work, gentlemen. Great fucking work. Hell yeah. They weren't all weird and, and spurgy and screaming. They weren't fat with small hats on and like weird shit like that. Good, well-composed, fit white men. That's the look. Hell yeah. That's the look. That's uh, right. Anyway. Oh, you see Nick Fuentes throw the soda? <laughs> oh, yeah, he was almost <laughs> cool. Bro, he was almost <laughs> cool. <laughs> just, he was, was almost cool, but he, he is so weak and I unathletic. Know, so effeminate. He didn't know that you got to let go of things when you throw them. He held the cup in his hand and just threw the liquid out of it. <laughs> he didn't even throw the fucking cup. He held on to it too long because he's never done anything athletic in his life. But, uh... Yeah, that was pretty funny. I heard he threw that it at a, at a female. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it to him. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it, it's funny. More balls than I thought he had. <laughs> Me too. I'm right? shocked. Hey, Honestly, to be honest, totally hey, shocked. Hey, we got to be honest Hanging out here, with that man. nigger. Yeah. More fucking balls than I thought he had. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's that. Uh, that was uh, funny. Fuck. Let me get this thing pulled up real quick. Holy shit, I can't fucking spell today. I'm trying not to fill time talking about what Milo said about him the other day. Oh, they dropped Milo from the campaign, too. Well, there's that, but Milo Milo talked about how he... How, anyways, I don't he even want to say How he butt-fucked Nick. <laughs> you know, what, well, he said it already? He dropped oh, the yeah. No, he, had, <laughs> he, he didn't drop the tapes, but uh, what he said was... Um, Two years ago, basically said two years ago, I fucked Nick Fuentes, and he rode me and then laid his head on my chest when we were done. All right, where? <laughs> I said, all right, where? He said that, for real? He posted yes. it on Telegram, then yeah, he, he said, ask me anything. Yeah, he posted it on Telegram, 100%. No. Yeah, like yeah. today? No, this no, was like two days yesterday. ago, I think. Yeah, yesterday. Oh, yeah. in the heat of the beef. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that's so gross! <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! It's very fucking cringe. Very awful. That is fucked. That is horrific. This will make us feel better. That is horrific. This next story is based. All right, so let me get this pulled up here and up here. Oh, is there two Wilmington? Is there Wilmington, North Carolina, and Wilmington, Virginia? I am not am I sure, I'm talking about North Carolina. We're talking about okay. North Carolina here. Okay. I don't know if there is another one. There very well could be, but I'm, I'm not sure one way or another. Nick so, says guys, no. what we are going to be talking about, the overall theme of the show today is becoming, you know, as the title says, becoming who we are, getting back in touch with our racial um, consciousness, right? I think that's a good way to put it. Getting back in touch with our racial consciousness and our sense of tribe. Right. Um, white supremacy, like we've been saying throughout this whole thing in these days, was seen as a benevolent order. Right. The only order which made sense and could and could forward civilization. Right. Um, 
the fact that they had to, you know, like I was saying at the beginning of it, you know, I uh, wish they all would have been sent back. But since they weren't, since they had to stay here, the natural order was to have the white man as the supreme authority in the nation that yes. their that their fathers built right and and have the negro as always a, a second class or a subjugated people and it was it was more beneficial to them as a people right but what we got here is another example this is called the wilmington insurrection they say it's the first ever or the first and only successful coup in american history where a group of white men finally got fed up with being pushed around and abused and they went and they took their shit back so the wilmington rebellion uh <clears throat> Uh, it was a racial conflict that happened in November of 1898 in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, sometimes labeled a race riot or rebellion, uh, was actually the unfortunate result of many years of post-war political corruption, enforced reconstruction upon Wilmington and North Carolina, and the, uh, what is that? Consum oh yeah, uh, and the consummate Republican Party dominance in the city. The dominance was allowed and sustained by a majority black population, which kept a small group of northern carpetbagging politicians in office. Uh, let me mute this real quick. Uh, yeah, the, the dominance was allowed and sustained by a majority black population, which kept a small group of northern carpetbagging politicians in office, for many years after the close of the war between the states. Um, so, uh, let me see what this is. Okay, yeah, so, um, let me see. The story of the dominance is one by Yeah, so what happened was, is during the Civil War, I'm sorry, I was making sure I was in the right spot. I didn't want to jump spots here. So the way all this started, right, the way all this built up was during the Civil War, the the Union Army had set up an outpost. This was like the first instance of like, um, uh, well, actually, this wasn't. This is very similar to what happened in the Bleeding of Kansas. We've talked about the Bleeding of Kansas before, right? So the Bleeding of Kansas is credited as being the very first actual hot battle in the Civil War. What was happening was at the time they were doing a thing where they were allowing each state to decide on its own whether it was going to have free men or slaves, right? And Kansas was a hotly contested state, and everybody started sending uh, people there, right? People who wanted to keep slavery as an institution were sending people up to Kansas from the south, and people who wanted to abolish slavery were sending people down from the north, all to Kansas to uh, try to stack the uh, vote, right? To try to, to, to stack the vote and win the vote to one side or the other, and that ended up falling into a huge conflict, right? A very similar thing was happening here. Um, once the Union set up this outpost in Wilmington, they started funneling by the hundreds niggers into this town, right? And, and starting to, to, you know, bring them in uh, and, and fill this town up, Wilmington, in this area of North Carolina with blacks. And then after the war ended, before these white people knew it, the town was mostly black. Right. This entire town, it got to where it was like it was a majority black town. And after the war ended, they did, uh, you know, for anybody who doesn't know how Reconstruction went, you had Reconstruction and then you had what they called radical Reconstruction because Reconstruction wasn't working because what was happening was people in the South were freeing their slaves, but they were still um, not allowed to run for office. Right. They couldn't have certain jobs, you know, and so on and so forth. 
So they had to come back and do what they called radical reconstruction, where they forced people to allow blacks to run for office. They forced white people to allow blacks into uh, positions of authority. And on top of that, I don't know if this happened everywhere. I think this actually did happen everywhere. But one of the main catalysts for this fight in Wilmington uh, was the fact that they had barred anybody who supported the Confederacy or had anything to do with the Confederacy for running for, for running for or maintaining their office. So a bunch of good white men uh, were stripped of their office and replaced with niggers, right? They ripped these white guys out of office and then put black men in their places as a slap in the face, and that pissed people off. Um, uh, and from there on out... Things started, you know, building from there. What happened was the um, Republicans were the nigger lovers, right? All blacks back then voted for Republicans. There was a ton of blacks in the Republican Party. And what happened was the Republicans in this area come together with um, a populist party and a bunch of Negroes. And they started what they called the fusion government, right, which was a mixed race government of uh, conservatives and what they called populists, which was just a bunch of farmers and shit at the time. Uh, and when they formed that fusion government, because the populist farmers had come over into the fusion fusion government, they had pulled just enough from the Democrats, right? The Democrats who were fighting to maintain white supremacy. Uh, they had pulled just enough voters away from them on the account of certain like uh, agricultural deals, right, that they were going to get out of this election. Uh, they pulled just enough of the voter base away from the Democrats to maintain a dominance in this uh in wilmington for like uh quite a while quite a while basically from the end of the civil war up until the fight the time this fight started in 1880 or 1898 i believe it was 1894 something like that uh so what happened was all of this shit was happening all of these things were building up all this tension was building up uh this town that was once a thriving white town once the Civil War started, the Union Army had moved in, started busing and, and, and moving all of these blacks in, taking over this town. And as soon as the Civil War was over, they stripped all of the white politicians from their – well, not all of them, but all of the white politicians that were pro-Confederacy. They stripped them, which was going to be – you'd have to assume a majority, right, in the South. They stripped them of their uh, seats and give those seats over to blacks, right? So there's all this political tension building up, and then um, – during all this, there was a group, a badass group of guys called the Red Shirts. Have you guys ever heard of these guys? So the Red Shirts were like a precursor to the Brown Shirts, right? <clears throat> they really were. So these were guys that would go around and break up. Uh, they would ride around during election seasons and they would break up uh, Negro voting booths and shit, right? Uh, they would go to Republican polling places and threaten them and tell them to leave. You're not voting here. Uh, and they were basically like a shock troops for the white Democrats in the South. Uh, so the red shirts. What's up, bro? Bring them back. Well, they were they were also so the red shirts. Uh, also, a lot of them ended up being in the Klan and shit too. Uh, the Klan was actually all a response to what was. I didn't know this. There was actually a. Um, let me find the name of this thing, because this is actually something that I never knew about. Let me find the name of this thing real quick. Uh, the Union League. The Klan was a response to a thing called the Union League. Uh, and the Union League fought directly against the uh, red shirts. So the Union League was a um, 
Let's see, I'll just read this thing right here. The creation of the Ku Klux Klan after the war between the states cannot be explained without first discussing the infamous organization that brought the Klan into being, the Union League. As race relations between black and white North Carolinians were mostly amicable in antebellum times, albeit with both free and slaves bound in, uh, free, excuse me, free and slavery bound blacks in the state, a question to answer well, as one moves forward in history, is what happened between the two races in 1898? Who instigated the unrest that ended in violence in Wilmington and elsewhere at the end of the century? Uh, and here's a quote from a guy named uh, James Lowry. Or here, let me go, go on past this. Okay, so the Union League is the identity of the instigator, and Lowry quoted above showing the long-lasting effects of hatred for Southern whites instilled in the black race for political purposes. And here's the quote. Negro voters have elected white Republican bosses to the positions, and they have drawn the pay while the Negro was taught to curse and vote against the Democrat. They had been taught by the bosses to hate those with whom they had been raised to and lived with all of their lives, greatly to their own disadvantage. So that's this guy talking about how these Republicans were creating racial animus in niggers against whites, right? They were, race, they were, they were rousing up anti-white hate in these niggers. The Republicans were doing this, and they created a thing called the Union League. Uh, and it says the Union League is the identity of the instigator. And the Lowry quote above shows the long-lasting effects of hatred for Southern whites instilled in the black race for political purposes. The rise of the KKK was a defensive measure to protect white Southerners after the war and is tied directly as a response to the Union League. So what the Union League was was a fucking uh, radical black militia that would go around attacking and harassing white people. And that's what was going on in this fucking town, right? White people were being accosted. They were being attacked. Shops were being burned down. Uh, I'm going to try to get to all of it. This this. We could probably do like a four-hour show just on this thing because it's very. In-depth. I know you. You could do like a week series on it on this thing know? because it's very, uh, yeah. very, very, very in depth. So much man. to cover here. So yeah. much to cover, and I like. I was just trying to paint a picture here on the show tonight. That's why I named the show what it is: becoming who we who, become, who we were. Right. I'm trying to right. paint a picture and let everybody realize that the idea of white supremacy was a normal thing. The idea of white people running white countries for white people was the norm of the time. We're often told or, or we're, try, we're made to believe that this was a, a, a thing that was scoffed at, right, even back then, right, that the white supremacists were always the evil, crazy lunatics, right, and that the normal white people just wanted to put that race stuff behind them. They just want to put that race stuff behind them. And that's not the fucking case. That is no. not the fucking case. It is Hell quite no. the opposite. The agitators, the ne'er-do-wells, the troublemakers, the terrorists were right. the anti-whites that were attacking white people, agitating niggers against white people who were benevolent to these niggers. Robert E. Lee said slavery was a, potent, a parental institution. They treated these niggers good until they got out of line, and then they got put back in line. And that's exactly what happened here in Wilmington. That's exactly what happened in Tulsa. And that's exactly what's happened in every other one of these fucking instances that are, that are put against us as blood libels. That we were these bloodthirsty, you know, this is another one. A bunch of bloodthirsty whites just couldn't handle the fact that blacks magically took over their town and started writing articles about how white women lusted after nigger dick. They were provoked and these niggers got what they wanted. 
so yeah, the Union League was the name of the radical black terrorists that were uh, running around terrorizing white people. That, that were, and the, the KKK was a direct response to what was known as the Union League. Well, yeah, it's common sense. You get a bunch of war veterans, they're still strapped. They're going to sit by and let this happen. Fuck no, they're not. No. You know? Exactly. So, it's our natural state of being, right? Yeah, exactly, dude. These people are straight up fighting Zog. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if they didn't know it. Yeah, even if they, they were, didn't know sh- it, they were fighting Zog. Man. Even if they didn't know it. Uh, was somebody gonna say something? No, for the chat, I think um, you know an easy way to kind of think about how it is indeed our natural state of being is think back before you were you know more racially aware. Anybody who kind of was stuck, you know without that racial awareness before and sort of crossed that chasm and came over. How did you feel before about yourself and your identity? And how do you feel now? Right. It, 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 you you kind of like John says, you, you come back to who you were, who we are. Yep. Naturally. Mm. So I'm trying to find I'm trying to find this these letters real quick and I'm gonna read I'm gonna read these letters which were actually the the catalyst for it all happening and then we're gonna go over uh, there's a there's a section in this actually named uh, white supremacy and we're gonna and it actually has some quotes about white supremacy at the time and it kind of paints a better picture of the way white people thought of themselves in that time before Jewish power come over and completely subverted our way of thinking. So uh, what what the final straw, so all of the things we've talked about, the uh, Union League uh, harassing um, whites in Wilmington and all over the South for that matter, uh, the brutal political political corruption and abuse and subjugations of the white Southerners and white farmers in Wilmington. And then as all of this political tension and racial tension is building, um, there was a woman who wrote an article and her name... Uh, it's kind of suspect, to be honest. Her name is uh, Felton. <laughs> her, la- her name is Rebecca Felton. I don't know what that. I don't know where that comes from. But um, uh, here it goes. A speech by uh, Rebecca Latimer Felton, crusading wife of William H. Felton, an outstanding populist leader in Georgia, prompted Alexander Manley to write an editorial. The Georgia Ag- Agricultural Society had invited had invited invited excuse me Felton to speak at the society's annual meeting in 1897. She selected as her topic the the she selected as her topic the problems faced by farmwives. In her speech on August 11th, 1897, she informed her audience that black rapists were the greatest danger facing farmwives. She declared that the money being collected for foreign missions could be better spent at home educating poor young white girls, since the carelessness of the poor young white men of the South means that poor white girls are left very much to themselves and unprotected. Turning her attention to how farm wives could be protected, Felton emotionally declared, When there is not enough religion in the pulpit to organize a crusade against sin, nor justice in the courthouse to to punish crime, nor manhood enough in the nation to put a sheltering arm about an innocent and virtue, if if it needs lynching to protect the woman's dearest possession form of the ravening human beast, then I say lynch a thousand times a week if necessary. Let me read that yeah. again. This is from a Same woman, man. a farm wife. Back then. Unbrainwashed. Unbrainwashed. Right. This is, this is the true heart of the Aryan woman speaking right exactly. now. Right. I'm going to read that one more time. Because this is powerful to me. 
I, I mean, this was a speech it's from a woman, but what she says in here resonates with me because she's right. When there is not enough religion in the pulpit to organize a crusade against sin, nor justice in the courthouse to promptly punish crime, nor manhood enough in the nation to put a sheltering arm about the innocent and virtuous, if it needs lynching to protect a woman's dearest possessions, possessions form the ravening, I'm sorry, from the ravening human beast, then I say lynch a thousand times a week if necessary. Fenton also discussed the situation in North Carolina, and she ca cautioned, I'm sorry, Fenton also discussed the situation in North Carolina, and she cautions the state's Republicans. You must find a means to stop the crime that invites lynching by the ignorant and malicious of your supporters. She's talking about niggers. Uh, right. and, and here, like, listen to what she's saying and think about today. Right. The crime even back then, as soon as desegregation, as soon as these Negroes were let free and unleashed upon the populace, the crime immediately was so bad that this farm wife is writing like this. This farm wife sounds like a woman from inner city fucking St. Louis. Listen to what she's saying yep. here. You must find a means to stop the crime that invites lynching. Right. Like if you want lynching to stop, you have to find a means to stop the fucking crime that makes it happen. You must check nigger crime. If you want lynchings to stop, stop Negro crime because that's what they—that's the purpose that they serve. Mm -hmm. uh, she so stressed. Uh, what's up, brother? I'm sorry. No, this is so true. I mean, imagine that. Imagine just stopping it from the beginning. You know, imagine actually enforcing the fucking law. Yeah, uh, I think I, I've heard here recently on someone's show they were saying that, like, you know, a lot of uh, the complaints that white nationalists have—not all of them. But a lot of the complaints that white nationalists have could be solved by simply just enforcing the laws correctly that are on the books. Right. Right. Yeah. Just simply actually. by just enforcing what exists now and actually enforcing it and not selective enforcement and anarcho tyranny and all this other shit. Right. But actually enforcing the law the way it's written would solve a lot of our problems, man. It really would. Uh, uh, yeah, part if of, I part could, of the overreach. If I could take a quick second to address um, something that happened on NNR show last night, political bomb making a fairly inflammatory oh, comment that I reacted to um, oh, pretty negatively. I mean, the language he used was pretty inflammatory and stuff. But if, if his ultimate ultimate message was this, then I co-signed what he said, barring the language he used. Um, so I'll just throw that out to political bomb. If you hear this, bro, um, you know, I could sort of see through what you said and you know, speaking of this, it's it's a legitimate position. What do you say? Uh, he, he, he used the he used the rape analogy uh, in regards to the South African uh, women, and he was saying he was. I think what his purpose was. I think he was trying to agitate uh, us into understanding that if we don't do something radical, it's going to end up there. But it was very. It was not a tactful uh, choice of language, let's just say. No, I may have reacted to the language, but the underlying message might be what this woman is trying to deliver here, and that's that's fairly mm. salient. All right. It's just so crazy to hear a, a, a little old farm wife, right? A little old farm wife mm. back in these days saying what we all know to be true. Saying what we all know to be fucking true. Same mm -hmm. struggles, man. Same people causing it, brother. Mm -hmm. So yep. uh, let me finish this up real quick, and then we'll get to uh, the Negro response and then what actually happened. Because it's funny. Uh, it's funny that the similarities between uh, 
obviously there's different things, but there it's funny the similarities between what happened here and what happened in Tulsa in the 20s, just a few short years later. Uh, so um, where else was she said? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, she stressed that the Republicans had encouraged the ignorant Negroes in thinking that the success of the party <clears throat> ensures him against the just penalty of his wrongdoing. Mm. God damn, this, this lady is sharp. She stressed that the Republicans had encouraged the ignorant Negroes in thinking that the success of the party ensures him against the just penalty of his wrongdoings. I mean, I swear to God, this is like she wrote this yesterday. It's fucking insane. Uh, the female orator believed that since white Republicans had depicted white Democrats as being bitter enemies of blacks, that the black man in his ignorance has interpreted this to give him license to degrade and debauch. Uh, Felton warned, you are his teacher. You must correct your teachings or you cannot escape the wrath of an outraged people. Just like now. Just like now. An incited, outraged people. I want to highlight the, the these northern carpetbagger politicians again were Jews, um, and you know Leo Frank was a, a carpetbagger that led to the formation of the ADL and institutionalization of uh, you know Jewish censorship that leads to the preventing of us again from publicly setting constraints. Hundred percent. All right, I'm trying to find uh, where is the guy's shit? Is it on? I think that's a great point, though. What you were saying, John, about how like if they just—that's the thing, right? If they just want to, if the government is so desperate to squash white nationalism, instead of just being tyrants, all they have to do is enforce the fucking laws, dude. Like seriously, you know, you know, like they would, they would so, so much um, pull the wind out of the sails of, of white nationalism in America if they just did their job, and they don't. They're it's not part going of the to. identity they have to destroy is our laws. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's our sense of order, right? Like, that's what our, our people want. We want fucking order, and we don't get it. Instead, we get chaos and degeneracy and child rape and all this other disgusting shit. An out-of-control yeah. Negro crime. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and South Africa very clearly, right? They, they they had to go back on all their laws and uh, now look at the people and how vulnerable they are. Yeah. The farming women. It's horrible. I'm trying to sorry guys, I know I'm kinda leaving y'all hanging. I'm trying to find this this nigger's quote. So a, a Negro named uh Alexander Manley wrote a response to this woman. And I want to read it because it was actually the catalyst that that uh, brings this all to a head. So let me find this real quick. And then we will get back into it real fast. Sorry, guys. Which, which Jew ghost wrote this for this nigger? That's what I'm wondering. No, this nigger wrote it, right? Because, you mm. know, you remember we've talked about, uh, like, Lucille Bogan and these disgusting, filthy, perverted niggers. He, the way he writes is... Uh, like sure, that. sure, sure. So let me find this real quick. I'll just pull it up here. Uh, Alexander Manley. Copy. Let me pull this up real quick, guys. That's a great image that you're keeping on the screen there. John, that white collectivity, right? White men setting constraints together. Admirable behavior. 
I think I might have got it here. I'm trying to read it. Shit. Uh, sorry, guys. I got to find this because it's really important, man. And it's just, I thought I had the shit up here, but I guess not. Maybe it is. Maybe it's here. Let me see if it's here. Features. Yeah, we talked about all that. White supremacy campaign. Uh, okay. Well, shit, man. Sorry, guys. Well, basically what it was was he wrote a response basically saying that, um, basically saying that uh, the problem isn't black men, that white boys need to basically check their women because every chance they get, they come and are salivating for black dick, and they have just as much a proclivity for black men as white men do for black women and blah, 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 right? So he goes on this huge tirade uh, talking shit about white women. And uh, that pisses this guy Waddell off. Um, uh, I forget his first name, but there was a politician at the time named Waddell. And Waddell uh, calls together a bunch of men to go remove that motherfucker and run him out of town. Well, when that happens, when word of that gets around, that Waddell is raising a bunch of men to go run this this, uh, manly guy, Alexander Manly, out of town, uh, the blacks get together, and they go try to rob, uh, like, a National Guard armory. And when the whites find out about that, they go and they march to where they heard, there's, like, 500 white guys, they go and they march to where they heard the blacks were trying to break into this armory. And when they get there, a standoff happens, and the blacks open fire. The blacks fire, you know, it's just like in the Tulsa race riots, they're like, oh, we're not really sure who fired the first shot, but magically a white guy was shot first, right? We don't know who fired the first shot, but magically it was a white man who was shot first. So uh, once that happened, uh, well, really, uh, the rest is history. Um, the white citizens went ape shit. They kicked the shit out of those blacks, um, removed that guy, uh, ran that guy out of town, and disposed the government. It was the first and only uh, successful coup d'etat in American history, they fucking they reclaimed the government. They ran the fusionist government out of there and reclaimed the government for white people in Wilmington in 1898. Uh, and bef- so that's the story. That's that's the rough outline of the Wilmington race riots. Uh, amazing though, uh, it is amazing. And right before we yeah, go, man. I think this is going to end up being perfect. I want to read this this little section. It's not very long on white supremacy because it kind of gives an idea of what white supremacy was in those times, right? So here's a quote from Charles McKay in a book called Life and Liberty in America. Uh, It says, we shall not make a black man a slave. We shall not buy him or sell him, but we shall not associate with him. He shall be free to live and thrive if he can and to pay taxes and perform duties. But he shall not be free to dine and drink at our board, to share with us the liberations of the jury box. To sit upon the seat of judgment, however capable he may be, to plead in 
to plead in our courts, to represent us in the legislature, to mingle with us in the concert room, the lecture room, the theater, or the church, or to marry with our daughters. We are of another race, and he is inferior. Let him know his place and keep it. This is the prevalent feeling, if not the language of the free North. And it says here, the white political supremacy argument and understanding of its meaning in the 1890s. What is meant by white supremacy? To better understand what white supremacy was in the 1890s vocabulary, it is essential that one reads contemporary accounts of the issue and frame the political philosophy in the context of the times. Uh, said President Charles W. Eliot of Harvard University, perhaps if there were as many Negroes here as there, we might think it better for them to be in separate schools. If they were equal in numbers or in majority, we may deem a separation a necessity. In April uh, 1868, in an election that was marked by the election of a Republican governor and legislator, the Constitution, including the Universal Manhood Suffrage Clause, was ratified by popular vote uh, in the Constitution of uh, 1868. Shortly thereafter, approved Congress, North Carolina senators, representatives, all Republicans except one took their seats in Washington, new legislators, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think I have a quote from Alexander Manley here. Okay. I dropped it in our, uh, our DMs. Read it. Read it. Um, so if the papers and speakers of the other race would condemn the commission of the crime because it is crime and not to try to make it appear that the Negroes were the only criminals, they would find their strongest allies in the intelligent Negroes themselves. And together the whites and blacks would root the evil out of both races. Tell your men that it is no worse for a black man to be intimate with a white woman than for the white man to be intimate with a colored woman. You set yourselves down as a lot of carping hypocrites. In fact, you cry aloud for the virtue of your women while you seek to destroy the morality of ours. Don't ever think that your women will remain pure while you're debauching ours. You sow the seed. The harvest will come in due time. Yeah. Yeah. The threatening nature of this disgusting, disgusting speech. Here's a guy by the name of Hinton Rowan Helper. Uh, he says, uh, this says, to put the white supremacy question in perspective, it's helpful to look at the Hinton Rowan Helper's antebellum writings, especially his, his well-known anti-slavery tract, The Impending Crisis, printed in New York City. Though his book railed against the institution of slavery in the South, he wished to see every Negro, free and slave, shipped out of the country and immediately. His prejudiced views on race emerged early in his book, The Land of Gold, on his experiences in California, in which he concluded that the Chinese immigration was undesirable and that all inferior races should become subordinate to the Anglo-Saxon. He included in the inferior people not only Chinese, but the, what says here, Irish. <laughs> uh, rude. American, rude. American Indians, Mexicans, Jews, and Negroes. <clears throat> Base, there you go, white tuber. Uh, Hinton, Rowan, Helper, name the fucking Jew for you, huh? <laughs> there you go. There he you go. He, he knew. knew. He wasn't fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, before we dip out, are we finished with this topic? Uh, one more thing, man. One Sorry. more thing. I want to read this one more thing. Um, uh, so this is, here is Rally News and Observer Editor Joseph Daniels' account of discussion with the black Methodist preacher uh, Parson Leake after the Democrats' election victory in 19, or 1898. A day or two after the election, Negro State Fair was held in Rally. The Negro manager had invited Governor Russell to open the fair, but he declined the invitation. On the morning of the opening of the fair... 
is President Parsons Leak, a Methodist preacher who had been a Republican leader in 1894 and 1896, but who had broken with Jim Young and the Negro leaders in 1898, came by and asked to make a speech opening the fair. I told, uh, I told the parson that in view of my activity in the white supremacy campaign, I felt that Negroes might not relish my addressing in them. <laughs> On the contrary, he said, this old rascal who is up in the governor's mansion, who has gotten everything he has from Negroes, has been ungrateful. They have no respect for him. They know that at heart you are their friend and they need somebody who is their leader and the leader of white supremacy campaign to give them assurance of friendship and protection. You are the very man they want. So look, it's right here. He's even saying that, like, no, the niggers wanted white supremacy. They wanted a white supremacist leader in there to grant, to make sure they were going to be fucking safe. <laughs> even the niggers wanted white supremacy. Uh, and so I went out and opened the Negro Fair. The Negroes had assembled in great numbers, and I tried to voice to them the great genuine friendship in which the leaders of white supremacy felt for them and pointed out that it was a campaign not directed at law-abiding industry Negroes, that the Negro slave drivers such as Russell... Uh, oh, he's trying to shit on his. What he's doing is shitting on his other candidate. <laughs> he's a nigger lover. Yeah, he's like he's Not a nigger lover. Yeah, he's like he. Uh... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what were you gonna say there, Akila? Yeah, so there I you have it. That's the Wilmington Rebellion, it. guys. There's yeah. a lot more to it. We actually might cover it in more uh, detail. There's actually a story of like another thing that caused us to jump off was one of the guys. I forget all their names. One of the guys had pardoned. When, when the Republicans or the Fusionists took power, they pardoned this nigger cop that was going around and robbing stores while he was on duty as a nigger cop. <laughs> like, they pardoned him. That was, that wow. like, yeah. But anyways, go ahead, Akila. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just in our DMs, I just wanted to spend the last few seconds of the show laughing. A little bit of a white pill, a little bit of a, 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 a upbeat thing, laughing at one of the, my most hated kikes in pop culture right now if you check scroll up in our dms yeah i know what you're talking uh, about the michael videos, rappaport so shit fucking rappaport the worst fucking jew that there is yeah, piece of me, shit hate him so much it's a fucking rat right. talks so tough it's just a couple quick videos back to back i loved it He's a total clown, man. <laughs> it's bad, bro. He's a fucking clown. But yeah, the, this Wilmington, like, what ends up happening is it exposed everybody to nigger violence. If there's no white supremacy, everybody's exposed to nigger violence. Here it is. I... All right, I'm gonna turn the uh, sound on for y'all real quick, that way y'all can hear it. And we'll turn the echo off as soon as it's over with. Oh god, what happened there? What happened there? Alright, here we go, guys. Oh, this is fucking guy. <laughs> so uh, ugly, dude. I just watched uh, Tony Fauci and CNN and Fox uh, tell me that people with the vaccine. Oh, yeah, this is old. Yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> this are Super spreader. This is when he freaked out because he found out he was a super spreader. I hate this fucking phony faggot. He's like, you know, Tony. He's a fucking Jew trying to act like a tough, like, Long Island yeah. Italian guy. You know, Tony. Tony Fauci. You know, Tony Fauci. Tell me. Like, you fucking scummy faggot. Fucking 
such a such a gross. It's like that shit is gross to me, right? I mean, that's like the code switching like that is one of the grossest things in the world. If I catch, yeah, if I catch somebody code, like you'll see that sometimes on job sites, right? Uh, you'll see guys that will code switch depending on who they're talking to, right? If they're talking to a bunch of niggers, they'll try to talk all jive. They come talk to me, they'll try to talk like they're fucking, you know, the white supremacist. You know what I mean? Like it's called code switching, and that is one of the most disgusting character traits. If I see someone do that, I will never like that person. There's nothing they can do. There's nothing you can do to make me like you if I catch you code switching. No. Spreading the coronavirus. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, I was like, yes, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, you little sticker. Yay, I'm vaccinated. Be a hero. Be vaccinated. I went from being a hero because I'm vaccinated, and now you motherfuckers are calling me a super spreader? <laughs> I ain't no fucking super spreader. Yeah. Fuck are, you, bitch. You are, though, you fucking disgusting Jew. You're the worst kind of super spreader. You're the worst Yeah, he's super kind. spreading something else. <laughs> yeah, one more. One you know, more this whole... Now, this one right here was great. I don't know if this is new, but I just saw this, I think, today or yesterday, and this is fucking hilarious. This is fucking hilarious. This is almost, this is almost as cool as the, uh, the Jewish yarmulke, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the furry Russian hat with the yarmulke trick. Yeah. This is almost as cool as that. You know, this whole crap with this cancel culture and the... Shut up! <laughs> Shit! Shut the fuck up! Nobody wants to hear it, fucker. You've been talking shut all the fucking fuck week. Up. You don't care what you have to say. Just stop talking. You got me right my fucking. And I like, and I like how this fucking kike has the nerve to invoke cancel culture as if he's not one of the fucking proponents of it. Right? As if he's not one of the faggots out here causing people to be canceled. This sniveling kike. It's like he got canceled. Yeah, huh? Canceled right in the okay. back of his fucking head. <laughs> uh, you see how he bitches out, right? He just becomes a huge bitch. As soon as he gets smoked in his head, like he talks all tough, like you said, talks yeah. like New York guy, doesn't do shit, cries. Yeah, he's the guy he's the guy that gets punched in the fucking face and his response is, What the fuck is your problem, bro? <laughs> yeah. Those fucking dudes always crack me up, talk a bunch of shit and then get busted in their fucking lips and instantly start screaming like it's your fault. Like you did something wrong, yeah. What the fuck is your problem, dude? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why do you hit me? Uh, oh, man. Well, Night Nation, it's about that time, ain't it? Uh, oh, yeah, shit. I didn't notice. Well, why don't you tell everybody where to find you, what you got going on, and uh, go get your stream fired up, brother. Oh, shit. I, dude, I just realized I don't think I even made a fucking file. Holy crap. <laughs> <It's distracting. laughs> I'm not ready. All right, bro. That sucks, God, too, man. because if you don't do that, it takes like 15 minutes for that stupid fucking thing to load up and do all this shit. Yeah, you know, I might just pick it up right off the old one. Oh, no, it's already deleted. If, if, you, got if you still got stuff going, still go for a little while so I can make one if you don't mind. We could just bullshit around for a minute. I don't have any yeah, more content, but we could just that. bullshit around while you make making shit. I have a piece of content for you. Let's do it, Bubba. Um, did you see the reaction of the Jew from um, the... Uh, from... Uh, Young Turks? No. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Chink, Chink Weaver? There's a Jew on Young Turks? I thought that was all like, Tur uh, well, Turks. I thought that was like Arab people. Oh, dude. But here, check this out. One. Yeah, dude, it's fucking, oh. I was dying and crying and laughing. It was so funny. Here, I put it in the stream yard. Yeah. It's, it, it even Chink made Weaver almost as much as I hate Michael Rappaport. 
Yeah. He's a fucking piece of shit. He almost makes Michael Rappaport look good. This guy's such a piece of shit. Yeah. You fucking sucks. Stu lost his mind. <laughs> yeah. They're freaking out over the Kanye thing. They're losing it. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They're losing their minds. <laughs> yeah, he goes yeah. off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he go- yeah, he goes off really hard. Oh. Let me see the screen. I want to watch it the third time. It's amazing. I love this clip. Ethan Klein pulled some fuckery today. I don't know if you guys saw that. I should pull that up and show that. I, I haven't seen that, that right one. I think this that. guy, I-, I gave him the award for the best response. This Jew here, he has the best response. Mm. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's perfect. They suspended rapper Ye or Kanye West's account after he shared an image of a swastika inside of a Jewish star of David. Musk finally taking action, too little. By the way, before we get too far in there, what is that? That's some esoteric shit I have never seen. And that kind of blew my mind. Alien cult. Yeah, like what is going on with the swastika star of Rimfei? Oh, I think it's just nigger shit, you know. It's like, yeah, what the fuck is going I on? Think, that's why I summed up as just nigger shit. You know? I saw that and I thought that was like a Jewish thing, right? Like I, I couldn't believe that he actually got banned for it because I was like, is that like a Jewish thing, like an anti-Nazi thing? Like the Jewish star is encompassing. Like that's what it looked like to me. Like the Jewish star was swallowing the swastika. That's what it looked like to me. Probably would have been. But uh, I think they actually banned him for the entire fucking interview he did on uh, Infowars. They just used that as an excuse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Too late due to his friendship with the formerly talented rapper turned evil monster. Earlier this morning, DeathCon 3 Turn evil on monster. Jewish people. Musk tweeted he had talked to Ye. I love that everybody just... Be- I, I know I'm sorry for pausing so much, but I love that No, you're going to have to pause it several times. Here. <laughs> this is, this is bad. I, I love that everybody... So this goes to show how removed from uh, Negro culture and behavior that your average white person is. Because when your average white and Jewish person read DeathCon 3, they freak the fuck out. They're like, oh my god, DeathCon! He's gonna fucking, he's gonna kill you, right? They thought he was talking about like murder or something violent. They just didn't realize that niggers are retarded and he meant to say DEFCON. <laughs> he didn't know any better. He thought that the government, he thought that the Pentagon code was DEFCON. And they go DEFCON. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they failed to understand how retarded niggers just are. Don't yeah, they power just failed, of yeah, yeah, they did. They, they failed, Yeah, they underestimated the retardation of the Negro. Musk said October 10th he expressed I expressed my concerns about his recent tweet, which I think he took to heart. Well, I guess he didn't take them to heart at all. Sorry, guys. Real quick, uh, I got some new donations here. Jack Handy says it's the symbol of the Raelian UFO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. Yes, and it Elon is. Musk donates to them. Yeah, Elon Musk has no donated shit. a lot of money to the cult. Please give me a little Jack. Somebody, somebody, please, guys. Those motherfuckers, they do cloning. They're like, they're not even like, like this, like crazy. They are a crazy, like cult, but they're like along the lines of Scientology and shit, where they like do all this cloning, um, and they're responsible for like funding the first like cloning projects. I don't know. Supposedly, anyways, I'm sure it's conspiracy. It's, it's all know. poor man Kabbalah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Repackaged, one world, one love, fucking insanity. 
All right, real quick, we got Carbon Fiber. He said, thank you very much, Carbon Fiber. He says, I think you could make a bot track, a bot to track the events, the training events. Uh, somebody actually sent us a, a link, mm. uh, and I'll be sharing that here. Uh, oh, there it is right again, Fire of Pain. Uh, that link he sent there, um, it's dragstoryhour.org, and it's an event tracker. There you uh, go. Jack Handy, thank you very much. He says we, we got that uh, clip of the Jewish Proud Boy. Thank you very much, brother. We saw that one. Uh, MGC, thank you very much, brother. He says, man, don't you get tired of these brain-dead faggots supporting child grooming shit? I mean, come on. This has to be a joke. But like I said, if we lived under national socialism, the sick and pathetic people would be arrested for child abuse and doing harm. Yeah, 100%. Oh. It would be arrested and never released. You know, because like we were saying earlier, you know, crimes against children are unforgivable. If your brain is so broken that you will commit a crime against a child, you never get a second chance. You never get a second chance. Uh, I'll repeat what I said before too, though. Like the police are protecting the proud boys, eh? So if they're <laughs> if they're faggots, then you can let them know you don't like it. Uh, Wallum says, "Hey, great stream. Uh, maybe drop links to Telegram at the end of the chat for any- yes. We'll drop the links again at the end of the show." Uh, Wallum's again. Thank you very much, brother. He says, "Hell of a stream tonight, guys. See y'all at NNR." Thank you very much, brother. I greatly appreciate it. Uh. uh, Fire of Pain, I think he sent me a link to this same thing we're watching right here. Jewish Anchor's emotional response to you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's all over the internet, dude. (laughs) Uh, And then Jack Candy, Uh, Chain Reaction, I didn't see yours, brother. You're the one that told me to check them, and I didn't see one from you. Did I miss it? Let me try to find Chain Reaction's comment. Probably from last show, he wants you to thank Uh, you for (laughs) it. Uh, I think it was from tonight. I don't know. I don't see it, uh, Chain Reaction. I think that's all the Super Chats. Are they on something else? Did you do it on uh, Cash App or something? Uh, anyhow, let's let's finish watching this thing. Aurelia. Which is why you need actual policies, not BS I felt his soul garbage. Musk tweeted last night, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence. Will be suspended, excuse me. Musk wrote overnight to a Twitter user telling him to fix Kanye. Ye's Twitter account appeared with a message saying account suspended on Friday. It was unclear how long it would last. Ye's most recent insane anti-Semitic tweet followed a litany of anti-Semitic comments that have deservingly destroyed his business deals. An interview yesterday with far-right insane conspiracy theorist and InfoWars founder Alex Jones while sitting next to Ye's new best friend, Holocaust denier white nationalist Nick Fuentes, human scum, during which former human Kanye (laughs) West said, I like Hitler. And even worse, which is somehow possible, said this. I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. I like Hitler. I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. (laughs) <laughs> oh man hey, Alex Jones is about to have a stroke I know that was the best <laughs> part Alex the only was trying I so hard <laughs> That's the only thing I love about this whole thing I he am shocked so He had a small heart attack yeah. He had oh, yeah. 100% he had a small Cause he like knew it grandma. was it yeah. <laughs> Look at the That is fear Look at that, That's that like fuck fear. it's over Now that it's is, really over That is pure <laughs> fear right there mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, he's like, oh God, what have I done? He's sweating and shit. Well, he deserves it, it. You know, he Fuck deserves it. Is. He's a Fuck fraud. Yeah, you know, yeah. he deserves it. Shit. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I have to disagree with that. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. He's trying so hard. Look, he's trying yeah, he so hard to pull him. <laughs> his face. His face. His face there. It's like, the money please. shot. It's please. <laughs> 
The look yeah. in his eyes right there is please. Please, my please. whole life. I can't please. see you through your yeah. get mask, but please, bro, <laughs> please. Please, don't nigger. Do this. Yeah. Yeah. Please, crazy nigger, don't do this. You declared bankruptcy oh. yesterday, too. Oh. I bet. I, I, see, I, I see good things about Hitler also, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially the Hitler. Though. Right, every human being has something of value, right? He's I'll trying tell you to what, like make do a one world thing, right? He's and not, not only really that, advocating mm. for us. what yeah, really drove it home for me, and the part that I think there's two parts that really drove home the fact that this was an op against us, right, to make us look crazy. And there's two parts. When he very first comes out, Alex Jones goes, "Bring out the gimp!" <laughs> he goes, "Bring out the <laughs> oh. gimp!" And then he walks him oh, out no, in his silly really? outfit. Yeah. And then, oh my God! And then uh, <laughs> later on in the interview, oh. Kanye West goes, "I like Hitler, and I like Jeffrey Dahmer." <laughs> Comparing Hitler to a, a homosexual serial killer, which Jews have been working since the 1940s to push that 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 narrative through, right? Books like The Pink Swastika. Yeah. Movies like Schindler's mm. List, all of this atrocity porn, right? Hitler was a homosexual who was a mass murdering lunatic, right? So let's compare Hitler to Jeffrey Dahmer to further drive home the fact that National Socialists are mass murdering homosexuals. Yeah, and they just wear with the Netflix. They just finished with the Netflix thing on Jeffrey Dahmer that was crazy anti-white and kind of like yep. diminished the fact that he was a murderer and and heightened the fact that he was a racist. Yeah, they've been saying that for mm -hmm. years, that you got to be insane to disagree with us. You know. Especially yeah. Hitler. Especially Hitler, he says. <laughs> and then he goes on this piece especially of Hitler. garbage, this bastard, <laughs> cowering behind a mask when he says his most incendiary <laughs> things. Thinking he's being fashion for As if nobody knows who he is. He's cowering behind the mask. Yeah, I know. Cool. I just couldn't <laughs> handle that line, bro. He's cowering, cowering behind the mask. mask. I love this. Or when instead he's being hate forward. Go, went on to deny the Holocaust and the realities of it. Please play this clip. Please play this clip. I like Hitler. I, I don't like Hitler. And I know you're trying to be shocked. Yeah. That. You I'm go fast to, to us. <laughs> I don't like Hitler. I do not. I, the, the Holocaust is not what happened. Let's look at the facts of that. And Hitler has a lot of redeeming qualities. He, you know, it's like he had a really cool outfit and stuff. And he was a really good architect. He had a really cool outfit. Get the yeah, architect. <laughs> And, uh, and so you're in love with the with the with the with the with the, arch the, the, the look of it. And he didn't kill six million Jews. That's just like factually incorrect. Are you stuck in a job with no room for advancement? Yeah, he goes off here. This is where he explodes because you know his whole family died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, face, everybody. Yeah. Face, here it comes <laughs> his mother, his father, his grandfather, his grandmother. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> yeah, he's not amused. Peg is not We're going to bring that up on the big screen. Look at that shit. <laughs> the Jew is not amused. Oh, hey, that Jew would murder Kanye West. If Kanye oh, yeah. West was in the room with him, he would snuff his life out 100%. Yes. From behind. Imagine we had free reign to speak with all the fervor and the emotion that we feel. Right? Yeah. If we could just unleash it, like this Jew is just unleashing yeah. it. it. What would that sound like and look like? This is a Give sexual a experience for him. Yeah, he's coming, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's rock hard right now. He's <laughs> rock hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> this bastard will be stopped now. This is this is over. I will not allow 
this hate monger to spread hate yet again in this world against my people or against any good people in this planet, against any marginalized group or any group in this planet. This ill-educated monster who is only in it for himself, that can no longer stand. He will not be allowed to normalize. He, he, he should no longer stand. He, he no longer stand. He's going down, nigga. This, this nigga's gonna really get it now. <laughs> I like to see this White guy suppress- disallow anything. Did you imagine that? <laughs> no. Him personally. He personally yeah, right. will not allow yes, it. You, yeah, you disallow me to do anything, small man. <laughs> yeah, little guy. <laughs> Fucking twerp. In this world, and he will not be allowed to normalize Adolf Hitler, the monster of all monsters who killed factually six million Jews factually. and up to five million factually murdered them, bro. He, he didn't oh, just Holocaust him, he factually Holocaust them, bro. Five million, bro. You just denied the Holocaust. He factually Holocaust five million. No, Akilah. No, he he didn't deny it. He he embellished it. He says. Hitler factually, yeah, he had to say factually, killed six million Jews and then factually killed five million other people. So Hitler killed oh, yeah. 11 million people is what he said. Oh, okay, factually. <laughs> the best factually. part of this is when he starts to whip out all the family portraits and cry. What? <laughs> yes. What? He has, he has frames. He's <laughs> under the desk. He's about to bust out, bro. Like he goes all in, bro. This is like a Jewish Gallagher bit. He's gonna start pulling out pills. <laughs> like the fucking watermelon. <laughs> Do you understand? That will not ever again stand. He turned down the invite to go to the Museum of Tolerance. Oh, go to man. a concentration camp in Germany. You <laughs> moron. You despicable human being. In it only for yourself. My family was killed by Hitler and the Nazis during <laughs> Hitler the himself. Holocaust. This right here is my grandfather. <laughs> this is my grandfather. He brings them everywhere he goes. Look at my picture. Grabbing all aggressively. A hero, okay? My hero. My parents, right here. Slaughtered by Adolf Hitler. His four brothers slaughtered by Adolf Hitler. My grandpa on my dad's side. My grandpa on my mom's side. This is him right here. <laughs> Look, he, he he printed that picture off of his phone, bro. Look, yeah. it's still yeah. got the clock and time. Screenshot, screenshot, it printed it off his phone. Holy, that's this dude's screensaver. This is this guy's screensaver. His his Holocaust. How did it, how did this guy die in the Holocaust? That picture looks like it's from nineteen eighty. It looks like it's from nineteen eighty. Apple phone. This guy's sixty five. Everybody in my family. Thirty one years old, bro. Yeah, his sixty five year old father died in the Holocaust. He's got a picture up on his iPhone. He was on slaughter. His parents slaughtered by Adolf Hitler. His slaughtered. four brothers slaughtered. slaughtered. This is my grandparents. Slaughtered. My grandmother slaughtered. on my mom's slaughtered. side. Slaughtered. Her three brothers and parents slaughtered, slaughtered. by Adolf slaughtered. Hitler. That's 17 deaths just in my family alone. Damn. How dare enough, you? Clearly. Say it to my face. Take it oh, Say it to my face. He won't. He's scared. He won't say it to his face. He's scared. Hey, let's do a celebrity boxing, a celebrity MMA match for fucking for charity, huh? For a Jewish charity. I, I put a hundred bucks for that pay per view. Oh hell yeah, dude. Oh, say it to my face. damn face. Yeah, look at how his weird way he points. He's so unathletic. He's so unathletic and weak and effeminate. 
he's actually never pointed at somebody in aggression. He so this is like can't. this is his first time, <laughs> so he can't figure out what to do with his fingers. He's like fucking doing a weird, different point every time. <laughs> Faced, you son of a nigger. I wish I could hey, swear say it, right yeah, now. Say it. <laughs> Where's the condemnation from every entertainer? Where's the condemnation from your best friend, hopefully former friend, Kanye West? I'm a uh, Jay-Z, rather. Where's the condemnation from my buddy in comedy, Dave Chappelle, who normalized this kind of anti-Semitic statement in his SNL monologue the other day? Why aren't you coming out, Dave, and saying I was wrong and I condemn in the harshest terms everything that Kanye West is saying? I call on all good-minded people in this planet to condemn in the yeah, strongest the, terms Kanye West <laughs> society ever again. He's done. There's Watch no coming ends. back from this. You are ostracized from life. <laughs> Why are you ostracized? Because you don't deserve it. He can't live. You're ostracized from life. Damn. From life. Oh my God. You Damn. are willing to throw an entire group of people and endanger the lives of Jews around the planet. So you can make more money and get more fans and hang out with your black person hating Candace Owens best friend and your Jewish person hating Nick Fuentes best friend. We need all black people on the planet, please, <laughs> to support us, the Jewish people. Like we've always supported you. We've been together so many times. Always calling favors for, for each other oh, during yeah. times of oh, hardship yeah. and during times yeah. of oppression. Please be there with us. Everyone please needs to condemn this monster and any show that ever please, again niggas. allows Kanye West on their air ever again from this day forward, you are an anti-Semitic, racist, bigoted network, a show, and you should never have them on your air. And you will never be respected <laughs> again if you do. End of story. Okay. Now what's really Bro, he knocked his earpiece understand. out. He's so mad yeah, he knocked his, did you yeah. see it's it? Really Watch the air. Racist, <laughs> bigoted what? network, what? So a show, and you should never out. have them on your air. And you will never be respected again if you do. End of story. Okay. Like now, hey, mic drop. That Ben does not stand alone. Okay. Uh, that was his mic Muslim. drop. Uh, who's this Uncle Tom ass nigger over here? Who's that's what I said. Guy? Yeah, look at him. Oh shit. You can hear him talking again. He's like, shit, nigga. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's all slow. He's at the end of the video. And it, it, we need to support all of our brothers and sisters when they're attacked. So when black people are attacked, we rally, we support them, white okay? People. Latinos, women, LGBTQ, you name it. And in this case, they're attacking Jews, and we all gotta rally, we gotta circle the wagons, and we gotta He's make sure that we that follow was, exactly uh, the policy that Ben is but that Jew was pretty fire, wasn't and he? So, yeah, that Jew was fucking oh, pissed, that was amazing. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Son of a bitch, dude. I Dude, I gotta work on something. You guys gotta help me with it. I want to make a compilation of all these Jews openly threatening Kanye West's life in the last few yeah. weeks, because that will be a fucking hit. I'm telling you. I've only seen the one where fucking Ben Shapiro was like, "God forbid, you know, when things like this start happening, people start to, you know, really harming themselves." <laughs> it's like about Kanye killing himself and shit. Oh, I've seen like five That would be fucking hilarious. This would be my favorite timeline if they suicide Kanye. Fuck, he's gonna that get murdered. Yeah, that'd be fire, bro. He's gonna Fuck, get murdered, or he's gonna go to a—he's gonna go to an insane asylum, or they'll throw him in jail. One of the three, for sure. Yeah, something like that, for sure. I promise you, there's. They Johnny, can't I let him free. Video. Sorry, bud. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, go ahead. I they need a gay video. scandal. I threw a, a video of Ethan Klein going off on some horrible shit in your in the DMs. If you want to watch that, just to prove how fucking insidious Jews are.
Oh, this guy. Oh, fuck. Maybe Telegram will let you play it. I just didn't want to forward it from Tyler Russell's channel because fuck Tyler Russell and his stupid little gay ass. Hold up. Here, it might, you might be able to play it off of this. Yeah. And I do it again. Give me the spear. Doing my part. So you could sit in your parents' basement and cry about it. Yeah. And I do it again. Give me the spear. Uh oh. I'll, gonna, I'll do it again. You're going to piss off the weird, hysterical nerds, dude. Good. If Jesus was here on a cross, I'd swear him! That's Hassan Piker, the fucking yeah. Turk faggot. No, he's not gonna Absolute be, faggot. It'd be funny if he got banned no, for that. No, I'm not gonna get double for that. Insane trash. No shot. Oh, Give me the hammer and the spikes! Well, I'm putting it up there! If someone can do it, it's Ethan. He'll find a way. I'll, I'll do it again! talking about killing Jesus again. I liked it the first time, and I'll do it again, Nick! Whoa. I'm getting on oh, all my Jewish fucking... brothers and sisters. There's 30 minutes left. What I really want to make garbage. Let's Let's... I'm, you know what I'm planning this Christmas? No. A mock no. execution no. No. Mm -mm. of Jesus Christ. No. Dedicated oh, to shit. Nick Fuentes. Whoa. Doing my part. Bro. So you uh, could I'm sit muted. in your parents' basement. John, unmute. I should, if I'm muted right now, we got problems because my levels are working on my end. Yeah, I can hear you. Well, I can hear you. Everyone else is saying fine to me. Carbon's oh, saying fine. Right on. Sweet on. Man, cry about it. Wait, some yeah. people and I do it again. Give weird. me the spear. Uh oh. I'll, gonna, I'll do it again. You're gonna piss off the weird hysterical nerds, dude. Good. So talking about if Jesus was here on a cross, I'd no. spear yeah. him. Yeah, if Jesus was here on a cross, I'd spear him. Well, these no. are our enemies. That'd <laughs> you know, be funny roll. if he got banned. No, I'm not that. gonna take an insane thing. No, no shot. Give me the hammer and the spikes. I'm putting it up there. If someone could do it, it's Ethan. You know what's funny? I'll do it again. Yeah, so will we. Ethan Klein, yeah, we'll so do it we. again too, motherfucker. But so real. will we, motherfucker. For real this time. Bitch ass man. fucking kike. Jeez Louise, man. The Hassan Piker was the dude that Sam Hyde said he was going to go to his house. Oh, this is the guy he was doing the uh, the bit. The, I am not Irish assassin thing or whatever, yeah. right? I'm coming to your house. No, in real life. Oh, look at this fucking hero, fucking Jack Handy, you fucking hero. Thank you so much. I was actually trying to search for that on my other shit, uh, but I was getting uh, sidetracked and I didn't have time. So Jack Handy came in clutch with the fucking link to the article talking about Elon funding this cult. Oh, wait, it didn't. Why didn't that come up? Pedro looking for cannot be displayed, uh, Jack Handy. I don't know what's going on there. Damn, I was hoping that was a good link. I want to see this. I want to see this. Bad. You know, Musk is a weird fucking guy. Uh, I, don't I don't think like he, he, I don't think he's a real human. Straight he up. Might not be. I think that dude's a fucking android. 
he's Jewish handled. He's <laughs> Jewish handled, that's for sure. I mean, the, the last picture that Kanye threw up yes, um, on that Twitter picture was of his... Ari Emanuel. Ari Emanuel's Ron Emanuel's brother. Those are Mossad agents. Those are handlers of yeah. the highest levels of politicians. Obama's handler, yeah. Hillary Clinton's handler. Like this is this is like links to to like the you know talk about the upper echelon of Jewish power there. Like right. the, these are the mm. dudes, man. Like this it's is their, fucked up. They're messenger boys. Yeah. Yeah, and do you guys remember the movie uh, Men in Black? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, in the very first movie, Men in Black, there was uh, a, uh, an alien that crashed on a farm, and then it ended up wearing the guy, the farm guy's skin as a suit. Remember that? Yeah. He had yes. on the overalls and shit. Remember mm -hmm. how his skin fit, like kind of loose, and, and it, it, it didn't look natural on the body, right? Remember like Elon. It looked exactly like fucking Elon in that picture, dude. <laughs> Exactly like fucking Elon in the picture. The way his skin hung off and he was all blocky and misshapen. It looked exactly like that. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw that. I was like, that's the cockroach alien from fucking, fucking Men in Black. He's a Raelian clone. Shit. Uh, Goyim Defender, thank you very much. He says, let's put him in the volcano. Absolutely. Uh, okay, here we go. Jack Handy coming with another link. Let's try this one. Let's try this one, Jack Candy, because I really hey, want to hey, check. Hey, shit, boys, I probably got to hop off. It's midnight for me. I got to get in bed here. Yeah, oh, we're yeah, wrapping yeah. it up. I know Night Nation's got to go, too. I'm going to read this real quick, and then we're going to get on out of here. Uh, you want to say anything before you go, brother? Nah, good show as always. Amazing stuff. Um, you'll have a great rest of your night. Uh, 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 good stream, brother. Yeah, thanks for yeah, jumping on. You're doing your daytime show tomorrow, right? Yeah, 11. Oh, yeah. If Emmy wants to come by. Yeah, go good check time. out Tuber tomorrow at 11, man. Daytime TV, man. God bless you, brother. Have a great night. All right, boys. Have a good night now. Later, Later brother. Man. All right, let's read through this. Let's blast through this real quick. He says, Elon Musk bans yay uh, Kanye West from Twitter over posting realism, religious symbol. The same religious group in 2022 awarded Musk an honorary guide title after pushing realism core principles. Holy shit. Uh, Elon Musk banned yay from Twitter after posting a UFO religious symbol. Interestingly enough, Elon Musk has not only espoused his personal beliefs in the core fundamental or foundational tenets of realism, but he is active, actively pursuing the implementation of its belief system and was awarded with an honorary guide title from the group's leader in 2022. In an interview with... Just a second, one second. In an interview with PR Newswire, Thomas Kazing... Kanzig, however the fuck you say that, the Raelian guide leader and leader of the U.S. Raelian movement, said Musk, who recently called himself a free speech absolutist, will, through his purchase of Twitter, hopefully bring about a renewed era of social media. Raelism, social media accounts have been restricted, restricted several times over the past few years for posting their religious symbol. After years of increased content moderation by all major platforms, which we are... In the hands of very few, which are in the hands of very few companies, the fundamental human right of free speech had been more and more stifled. Keynes explained. Hopefully, Musk's acquisition of Twitter will help turn the tide. Realism teaches that about 25,000 years ago, the Elohim arrived at the Earth and transformed it so that life could develop. A belief that Elon Musk has espoused numerous times on his personal Twitter page. No, I'm not an alien, but I used to be one, says Elon Musk in 2001, and takes it a, a step further saying, I'm an alien. The UFO religious founder... Sorry to interrupt you. Look at the body on the dude in the blue shirt. Right here? 
Yeah, look at his fucking physique. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah, like it just doesn't fit, right? Like, see his, yeah, look at this shit here. Even the other dude beside him is, like, wrong. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, the founder, uh, the religion's founder, Rail, argued that the world will be biological robots in the future as technolo- technology advances and we use technology to enhance human ability, something Elon Musk is currently embarking on with his Neuralink brain implant. Uh, and then it just goes through uh, Neuralink shit. The official website for Realism has posted numerous times about Elon Musk, including many posts praising his Neuralink technology, which is set for FDA approval later this month. It does seem, though, however, Musk is going to. It does seem as though, however, Musk is going back on his promise to liberate humanity from the clutches of censorship regime, uh, basically because he's censored. Well, it doesn't say that he donated to him necessarily, but it definitely sounds like he's a part of it and he's into that shit. Maybe that's why he banned Kanye, because Kanye knows and he was going to expose his weird little fucking alien sex cult. <laughs> he didn't have nothing to do with anti-Semitism after all, because he was going to expose his weird anti-alien uh, sex cult. But, like, let, let, let's remember that, that he posted that in support of what he was saying. Like, Ye24, love everyone, love speech, right? So he's equating, like, his belief set to this symbol, right? And then Elon comes in and says to him, hey, this isn't love or whatever. So it's like he's exposing him that Elon's disavowing it, right? But in reality, what's going on here is they're, pre- they're preaching human secularism, they're, right? You're, like secular humanism, right? Like the, the inclusion of everybody, one, one love thing. And then at the end of that, that Alex Jones interview, it skipped to Alex Jones talking about how he's a human supremacist and that the real like people that he's against are like reptiles and ai and fucking aliens and all that shit like trying to bring humanity together which is like just you know like it's the opposite of what we think which is we should all be separate and have our our self-determination and our freedom of association as races of people and nations so you know i think that they're like i think they have the same beliefs that's what i think and i think kanye is is pushing those beliefs in reality and while undermining our beliefs um, but I'll say, too, on, on those Raelians is I've been aware of that for a really long time because I think it was in the 90s or the early 2000s up north of Montreal. There's a small town that like the um, Rolling Stones used to record and like a whole bunch of uh, 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 like rock bands. There's a famous recording studio up there. They record all famous albums up there. And um, the Raelians like live in this town. And there was like a, a couple murders and like some suicides associated with, uh, you know, the, their like like end of the world kind of like cult shit um so like i've known about this and this symbol for like fucking over 20 years you know and that was pretty fucked up so this is bad shit and i thought that they were kind of gone i didn't think that they had any clout or any traction because it seemed so crazy but it seems like they do and they've been under undercover like funding cloning and all this stuff so this is all fucked up man yeah we might have to look into these people check them out we'll see what they got going yeah on. for sure they're fucking weirdos bro they're like top tier like mega weirdos well, guys we're gonna get on out of here before we get out of here i'm gonna share the gear bubble link uh somebody was asking me about my shirt and also i'm pretty sure we're getting close to your last chance to order the ornaments and the christmas sweater and shit before uh christmas gets here so i'm gonna share the link to the gear bubble in there it's right there i'm also gonna grab these links to telegram let me grab that real quick. Here is mine. All right, here. Bang. Let me see if I can grab Aquila's real quick. 
and then we're gonna get on out of here. Night Nation, are you still here, brother? Yeah, I'm right here. You wanna tell uh, say anything before we get out of here? No, nah, just come on over, bring your ass. <laughs> As yeah, the niggas will say. Go check out Night Nation, man. He does a great show to to cap off the night for us over there, man. So definitely go check that out, guys. Thank you all very very much for being here. Here is the link to Akila's channel. So there it is, the T-shirt store. Uh, it's got some uh, Christmas ornaments and shit in there. A coexist ornament, a Sonnenrod ornament, and a Hitler Santa ornament. Uh, some Christmas sweaters and shit in there as well. It's got got one that's like a wreath. With the sun and rod inside of it, and the other one's like uh, NSDAP Santa. So definitely go check that shit out. Follow the uh, telegrams of Akila and I and Night Nation. Put yours in there as well. Uh, let me oh, yeah, I was forget about yours. that. I'll get it. I got it. It's all right. right. I got it open right, right. for me. Yep. Right yeah, put your uh, thing in there. And also, guys, definitely, definitely, definitely go give Americaner.org some traffic. Um, I actually am... I announced this last night on my Telegram, but I'm going to change my upload day to Tuesdays on Americaner. I had been uploading my show every Sunday, but Sunday is just too busy for me. I try to get the recordings and shit done on the weekends, and we have the movie night, and I got to try to get shit ready for tonight. So Sundays is a bad day. So I moved the Americaner uploads to Tuesday. So from now on, the audio versions of the show will be going up on Americaner on Tuesday. So definitely go give Americaner some traction. Uh, or some traffic they deserve it gordon's doing great work over there and there's a ton of fucking great shows yes a ton of great shows on americana so guys thank you all very very much for being here uh yeah man uh i hope y'all enjoyed the show today man and just remember man that this uh i titled the show what i titled it for a reason man we need to remember who we are right who we are has been stripped away from us, and we have been told that loving our people is the most evil thing we can do. And that was what our people fought for, for centuries. It's for a place for us to be sovereign and develop as European people, free from the influences of any other disparate races. Guys, thank you all very, very much for being here. I appreciate you guys greatly. Thank you very much to uh, Jack Handy, Goyam Defender, Chain Reaction, uh, Fire of Pain, Wallums, uh, who else we got here? MGC, Carbon Fiber, uh, Night Nation, Heave Watch. Thank you very much, Heave Watch. I think I missed that. I'm very sorry, man. Five, five DoorDash shekels. Thank you very much, brother. I'm sorry, man. Uh, We Knows. Thank you very much. Rex Quando. Thank you, brother. Beefy. Thank you, brother. A lot of sense. White Supreme Pizza. Thank you all very, very much for all the donations. We also had some new. Uh, Sign-ups, Pure Nomad, uh, who else was it? Pure Nomad, White Supreme Pizza, uh, and Nick and Trey Zanthian all signed up for the Wignet. I thank you guys very, very much. Uh, fast, to- fast, John, if I can. Uh, Axis Allies, Finish Independence Day, WillTries.com, 3.0, fam. Yeah, uh, for those of y'all who did sign up for the... Um, Wignet shit there who, who who bought that little subscription I am going to be putting up I went out to the apartments I grew up in And recorded some shit And you know told some stories about things that happened out there So I'm going to be uploading that uh, Tuesday as well So all that shit's coming Thank you all very very much for all your support I greatly greatly appreciate it And as always take care of yourselves And take care of each other One people one struggle God bless y'all family Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.
They'll look everywhere we go. But when the sinners find us, we won't hide. They'll come loud and they'll come fast. But we shoot first and we can last. Keep your rifle by your side. Singing, oh Lord, this earth was made for us. Singing, oh Lord, this sinful life just ain't enough. So we'll take a stand, cause we must protect our land. Keep your rifle by your side. They'll come day and they'll come night. Have our children in their sights But if they don't have faith Their eyes are blind They can scream and they can shout But they can never stop us out Keep your rifle by your side Singing, oh Lord This earth was made for us Singing, oh Lord This simple life just ain't enough When we hear the voice we know we Keep your rifle by your side. They'll have bombs and they'll have tanks, cause they've got money in their banks. But we won't fall as long as we can fight. They'll go on to reach their gates, but they won't get past the gate. Keep your rifle by your side. Singing, oh Lord, this earth. All right.